All right, welcome to Egg Tower Games, the episode one, starting uh, the 2132 campaign for our newest listeners. 630. Oh my God. Our newest listeners. Uh, 2132 is a future-based game where a team of military-trained civilians and ex-veterans is gathered together, uh, frozen uh, underground in cryotubes just prior to World War III, which starts in the year 2032. They are recruited and told they will be woke uh, with military gear in an underground bullhole, uh, brought back out in 2033 to help rebuild society. Well, that's the plan, and of course, we wouldn't be here if it went that way. Uh, it goes awry. Uh, Ground Zero, uh, which would be the Grand Canyon, a city underground called New Phoenix, which is the hub of the operation, takes a direct hit above ground from a nuclear warhead, glitches the computers, and everybody sleeps for a hundred years. So the team is waking up to discover that they are much, much further into the future than they anticipated. Uh, We did a little preemptive kind of game to kind of familiarize some of the newer players with it. couple of the team members were not awake and are not awake. They will be, of course, brought awake this episode, but the bolt hole they were in was compromised by time, weather, and nosy uh, people who broke in, stole some things. Uh, a lot of the gear and things they were supposed to have was compromised in room. Uh, of the six-man team, four had woke up dealt with the situation of gathering the gear, which they have their manifest and have stored their gear. So we're going to be picking up with with them coming out of their bolt hole after having awakened the other two members, one of which is the commander, the other is the medic. Or I'm sorry, the engineer. Keep getting that backwards. Uh, so you're going to get to meet the team uh, and travel along with them as they figure out what is going on. Um, I will... Uh, on a note that uh, so that you understand a normal team would wake up they would have the support of New Phoenix uh, with a computer and GPS uh, plenty of equipment uh, plenty of oh ammos guns things like that and if they didn't have it they could request support from New Phoenix Uh, New Phoenix is not operational this is the first team to awaken Uh, the only thing that really caused them to awaken was someone breaking into the bowl and tampering with one of the cryo tubes. Uh, So they are unaware of the year, which is the title of the game, 2132. Uh, The rest of the information will come out as they play, as far as location and the exact date. Um, They are very limited in gear. We have a six-man team, so we're going to go around the table and let them introduce themselves. Uh, we have some new players, so kind of sit back and enjoy as they learn, and uh, you can learn with us. So let's start the campaign. Uh, it is about 9 o'clock in the morning of the second day as they bring bring out of the cryo to the commander and the engineer. Uh, it is negative 10 degrees outside in blazing snow. 
they are safe in their bolt hole, which is not warm, but at least keeps the weather off. And we'll start by going around the table and introducing the team members. So, you want to take it away there, Chris? I thought we'd do it by order of rank. Okay. Commander? Sorry. Commander Reese James Wild. Reese is a lean, leans, lean man standing just under six foot. He is not bulky in build, but tone. He has piercing green eyes and he keeps his short brown hair and beard trimmed. Reese was born from a military family. His father killed in action before he was old enough to even remember him. His mother then rose to a commanding officer. Reese spent most of his time following his mother around as she jumped a career ladder and spent most of her time with the or most of his time with the family pet and in school and sketching pictures. He quickly graduated high school and enlisted and spent his time studying natu natural sciences. After an honorable discharge, he started biological studies in various countries where his research was sometimes not for the up and up so he could be in the field. He advanced his studies and became famous after his studies in some of the deepest rainforests in the world where he cataloged and sampled over 20 new species of animal and plant life. His drawings and sketches and data is used in many scientific journals and textbooks at the time. He became famous in some obscure circles and gained the nickname Wild Man for his ability to enter the wilderness and discover things that other experts would literally walk over. When he authored a study that was controversial about the state of the future of the natural planet, he lost the majority of his funding, and this is when the Phoenix Corporation approached him to join the Lazarus Project, and he happily accepted. Fantastic. Conduct officer? <coughs> uh, Leonard Cooper, 38, uh, conduct officer. Um, I graduated college at 22 with my medical degree. I started a su successful practice in Golden, Colorado. Um, my younger brother was, he enlisted in the Marines, was captured and killed by radical insurgents. I thought it was my duty to join the military and see what I can do to make the world better. Um, I believed that volunteering for a special assignment to help uh, World after World War III, um, someone at my station could definitely do some good. And I couldn't resist the urge to dive into my work and make the world a better place. Fantastic. And what's your name again? Larry Cooper. AKA Coop. AKA Then we have our NCO, who is uh, the engineer. Uh, John? <coughs> character's name is Jason the Elders. Small town, pretty normal life, until high school where he developed uh, his skills as a baseball player and he had a promising future until uh, junior year he folded his knee and ended up going and treaded water most of uh, the rest of his life for pretty much just trying to figure out what he was going to do now that he couldn't play baseball. And finally he joined the military and kind of looking for excitement and then he ended up just being a normal clerk and 
worked here and there and finally he just was looking for more and a new project came up and he joined up. That's where he ended up. Fantastic. Uh, Chris? <clears throat> Names is James McCurdy. Uh, grew up in northern Montana. Family has been uh, raising cows. Grandpa had a ranch out there, gave my dad. Someday going to probably, probably one of my brothers. Uh, had a good family. Uh, went to school, uh, Catholic school, all life. Um, as I grew up, uh, I ended up joining the military. Uh, learned a lot in there. Uh, ended up moving over to uh, intelligence. Uh, spent a lot of time in other places. Uh, taking the, uh, delivering uh, things that most people weren't supposed to know about to people the government was trying to help. Uh, knew my way around the world. Uh, then eventually just asked to join the project. Fantastic. Chris? <coughs> my name is Dominic Thumper Hines. Docs, but moved to Toledo with his family at a young age. He was always the raggedy looking kid in his class, always wearing hand-me-downs from his siblings. His parents tried to support the family, but layoffs and trouble finding work seemed to follow, always follow. He was a normal child, tan skin, mostly from being outside all the time, and dark brown hair and brown eyes. Middle school was awkward for Do uh, for Dominic since he went from a puny four foot ten to six foot two over a summer, growing like a weed, as mom would always tell him. In high school was where he started to blossom. He played basketball, baseball, track, and football at a varsity level, but just never any, just not good enough to get any scholarships. He also did well in school, graduating pretty high in his class. After school, Domino wanted to go to a university, but his family just didn't have the money. He wasn't sure really what to do since his options were limited. Either look for a factory job in an industry that was slowly dying in the area, or go into the military with the promise of getting some funding for college when he got out. He chose the latter. The military was tough on him, but the regimented living helped mold him into the man he was today. After his tour, he applied and was accepted to the Citadel where he majored, majored in chemistry. Being away from his large family was going to college was going to be better for him and his family. After graduating from the Citadel, he got a job back in Toledo at the ChemPace Corporation where he was a lab tech. After years of the unbearable commute to work, he decided enough was enough, something had to be done about this concept. He applied to the Norwich University in Vermont. He was able to take civil engineering classes online and graduated ahead of schedule with a doctorate in civil engineering. Dominic ended up trying to run for public office in Toledo, but ended up withdrawing after his father was Ill, became ill. With his father in the hospital long term, the income for the rest of his family was dwindling. So Dominic went back to what he did best. 
He contacted the military, offering to go on for another tour. Since there was turmoil, turmoil in the world again, and the money being offered was previous time, it was hard for him to refuse. He was assigned to a different section of the military this time, though, a highly specialized group named Project Lazarus. Their offer, be part of a new branch of the military that they'd been doing kind of mostly in secret, be frozen and help rebuild society after World War III concluded a guesstimated year or so later. Dominic agreed for duty. As a cryotube sealed around him, he reached out and touched a picture of his family he had smuggled into the tube. See you soon, everyone. I love you. And I woke up. Excellent. And our newest member, uh, Mason, a little bit about your character. I know this is kind of kind of new to you, so just throw some little, little bit of details out there for us. My name is Bobby Alexander, otherwise known as Bob, Bullseye Bobby. I'm from a small hog. This is one thing I like to do my whole life was hunt and track and shoot. I've always been keen with rifle, so I tried to get through school, but it wasn't really for me, so I took the military route and chose to take this on. Fantastic. And Bullseye is the youngest member of your team, as you now are all awake. Uh, it is butt freeze cold. The first thing you notice is the guys that are waking the commander and uh, Jason up is that they are almost fully bearded. Uh, your hair has nails are long. This is something that should not have happened. You were told that being frozen for one year that the growth would be so slow you would barely notice it. Uh, and you are all waking up with full facial beards. Uh, hair is pretty long. Definitely outside of military and uh, Lazarus Project Specs. You know, the first thing you notice is the entire bullet hole has about 46 inches of ice cold water. Uh, McCurdy uh, kind of fills you in a little cost a lot of gear. He went through the manifest, got things ready, uh, so we're ahead of the game on that, but we'll let you guys pick it up there, Commander, with any questions you have for your team about what happened, and we'll get started. After a quick introduction, yep. I, I tell everybody we'll just start it with, uh, with Coop over there. I need to know your three biggest strengths and your three biggest weaknesses. One spot. Three biggest strengths. What? You're gonna be my perception, my look, listening, mm -hmm. um, my medical checks, obviously, yeah. and my charisma. You do. Frankly, that's four. I said, sir. My <laughs> uh, biggest weaknesses: hand to hand driving. You're not a good swimmer. Anything, any guns for them? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just, just for the crowd listening, uh, the team has what's called a conduct officer, and that is Coop. Uh, so there's some rules of engagement and codes of conduct they have to stick to as part of the project, and he is in charge of enforcing those. All right, Mr. Elders, what call sign would you like to go by? I think BB, since he was a baseball player, call him BB. I'm fine with BB. BB, BB it is. BB it is. BB. All right, BB. 
What are your three base strengths and three base weaknesses? Just makes me happy. I'm not a good people person. Yeah, baby. I was never good at uh, swimming or hiding. Uh, I'd have to say my biggest strengths are uh, I I really figured out how things work. You put me on an engine, I can fix it. And uh, I'm really good at uh, chemistry. Uh, I scored really well in high school in chemistry, and I'd probably say I'm a decent shot with a rifle. All right. Let's go to Mr. McCrody. Okay, Montana. 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 I can live with that. All right. That is your call sign. Um, good outdoors. Uh, finding my way around. Uh, good with people. Able to come up and uh, f- figure out what's happening in this situation pretty quick. See if things are turning bad. Um, like it seems like everybody else, I can use the weapons I know. Ain't good with the other ones. Uh, Weaknesses? That's well. That's one of them. Um, Ain't too good with uh, none of my none of my Ray around a mi- engine or electronics. <laughs> These guys are ruthless. <laughs> we'll move on. We'll say we'll move on. <laughs> huh? Mr. Dominic. Dominic Hines, a.k.a. Thumper. 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 I would say probably my weaknesses are uh, I'm really good at demolition. I can uh, pretty much identify a weak spot anywhere it is. Alright. Uh, very useful. I'm also uh, usually better with a uh, heavier type of weapon. Like an LMG or a launcher, both are uh, pretty spot on. And uh, also my uh, my look, listen, and basic repair aren't too bad neither. All right, weaknesses, things I should not have you do. Um, uh, let's see. Um, shouldn't have me climb. Really climbing? No. Hand to hand didn't work out when we first woke up. Yeah, hand to hand also not uh, not very well. Yeah, that was that was the um, longest fight. I think and probably anything medical related, not the best. All right. What about you, Bullseye? Um, I'm pretty good with a sniper rifle. I'm also a pretty good driver. I'm not too bad with a submachine gun. That would not have me cook you anything, <laughs> fix anything, <laughs> or <Okay>. swim anywhere. <laughs> Make a mean ramen. <laughs> All right. Well, you got a lot of MREs, so those are kind of. My hard name to is. Screw up. I will go by the call sign Wild Man from now on. 
I am very skilled at mid-range combat. I can get us through just about any wild terrain and find us anything that we need while we are out in the wilds. I would say one of my biggest weaknesses is strength. I am not going to be the heavy lifter of this crew. That's why I have you guys. <laughs> Yeah, they're good. And I would go off on a limb and say we should probably not have me drive a vehicle. Driving Miss Wildman around. But he's a commander, so. Alright, commander, as you step out in the ice cold water, you realize that something is wrong. The entire bolt hole has shifted. The floor is at about a 30 degree angle in this room. The large metal door into the uh, normally sealed gear room has been cranked open. The guys have gone through the gear, but it is almost at a 45 degree angle, almost as if the building is broken in half. You can see daylight coming through the ceiling where some roots and weather and apparently and then opened a hole. How long are the roots? Uh, can I identify the tree? Sure. Twenty-one under a seventy-three. This is a cottonwood tree, so and it's probably all right. Access to the computer terminal. The terminal appears dead. Uh, BB, are you able to get this? To Take a look at it. Everybody else, while we're doing this, get your gear together. We need to start at least getting into a high point to try to get radio signal out. I rolled an 85 over 81. Okay. Uh, looking over the terminal, BB, you realize that there could be some damage and there's just no power to it. Uh, it's, it's dead. Possibly you could jumper some power from one of the vehicles if it were started it would take you about an hour but you might be able to get some power to it we could jumper it a little bit or we could just try to work around it we need to uh, get this terminal back up because last time i checked all of our supply caches the information is on that disk well. I guess I can hook a vehicle up to it. I could use some help. I can help. Okay. All right, you two stay here. You We're going to go out. I want to take. <laughs> I want to take two volunteers with me, oh, and we're going sure. to go to high ground and try to make radio contact with Lazarus. Who are you taking? The I'm taking. Bullseye. Bullseye and Montana. And Montana. Hey, how are these guys? Watch their back. Yes, sir. All right, so John, give me another roll under your engineering. Uh, you can support him <coughs> under your intelligence. Oh, I'm I am also an engineer. I'm sorry. I rolled an 85 over 81, the exact thing. All <laughs> right. <time. laughs> Still not having any luck. What am I rolling? Uh, you two would have rolled support under intelligence. So. Yeah, there we go. Let's break up the 
Thirty under seventy-one. All right. So with their help, you're you're having no real luck. Uh, uh, oh, guys on the red, son of a. bb has got sparks flying all over the place before you guys. I like the pretty lights. Tell him, you know, you, you got some wires crossed here, and you got some, some bare wire in the water, and. Reminds me last time I was having. I must lit my thumper on fire. <laughs> Finally, the terminal comes up, screen flashes, the cursor comes up, and a small computer pad slides out of the wall under the screen. Uh, it has a keyboard and what appears to be a thumb pad. Well, I'm guessing we won't be able to do anything with that. So while they were doing well, that, we were going to go find some high ground see, and try to do... You see on the exocan, so your conduct uh, officer can. I can do things. Stamp it. Yeah. Alright, so Coop, you lay your thumb across it and uh, it identifies you and fires up. First thing you notice is that it says it's trying to make a satellite connection with the GPS network. And the first message you get is Phoenix Satellite Network uh, not responding. Re re times before the message is unable to network. Okay, no one was surprised. Uh, the second thing it does is try to contact the Lazarus Project mainframe, mm -hmm. and again, the same thing, no response. Okay. Uh, an exact location of where you are, but you can go into the archives about the bolt hole and find that out, but one of the things you do notice is the date <laughs> in the corner of the computer, Fancy. which is showing January 1st. Twenty-one thirty-two. It's my birthday. I don't know if this program's going to be running without date. We have to change the dates. Uh, so, Captain. <laughs> Nothing. We're going. It's going to take you an hour. Oh, yeah, okay. So, did we manage to find a high point and set up radio? Well, as you trees, there's probably the best place for your sniper, beep, uh, bullseye, can climb up there if you need cover. and. Mm -hmm. Having talked to McGurdy, uh, there had been some hostiles around that they had, there's been two or three they had to kill. Uh, they were poorly armed, but were aggressive, uh, had tried to steal the batteries from your vehicles uh, and some other equipment. Uh, All right, we'll take up sniper position, Montana. Take me to the highest ground, let's get this radio hooked up. So you work up to the top of the hill, uh, Bullseye, go ahead and just give me a climb check. Hold in 86 over 45. Okay, you to speak up a little bit. Okay, so 86 over 45, so he has a hell of a time getting up the tree, <laughs> stiff and tired, and several limbs break off. Finally, he just says, fuck it, and sits on, he gets up by eight, <laughs> lays a gun across one of the limbs. All right. <laughs> we'll add climbing to that list. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good first day. Yeah. <laughs> a little rough. Uh, you are up the long range radio. Uh, roll under your communications. Uh, 31 under 45. Okay. Uh, so as you crank this thing up, the first thing you notice is it's really hard to get it moving. It's kind of seized up, a little bit rusty, but as you get the generator crank 
uh, pedal crank moving, it finally, just when you're thinking maybe this thing ain't gonna work, you start to see the lights come on for power and the radio itself crackles to life. Uh, you tune into the New Phoenix bands and are picking up nothing. The two, the band, the main band and the encrypted emergency band are, are that you know, you know these two bands. And uh, they are not broadcasting, you're not picking up anything. You may be too far away. This uh, has a max distance of about 200 miles. Am I getting any weird, any static or anything? Over not on those two. On any of, uh, just do a wide scan. Okay. Uh, roll me, uh, roll under your communications. Under 45. Okay. You do pick up a strange kind of signal. You hear what sounds like someone talking in broken English with a weird accent, but there's there's only a few words of English, and the rest is a very odd language you can't seem to nail down. Uh, it's going to take a linguist quite a bit of time listening to, but somebody is broadcasting, and although the broadcast is weak, you you pick it up intermittently. It's two individuals talking about something. All right, let's pack up and head back down. We need to come up with a game plan. All right, Coop, you can now tell <laughs> the commander. Uh, commander, I got good news and I got bad news. Which one you want? Bad first. It is actually twenty-one thirty-two. <sighs> good Fuck. to know. <laughs> awesome. How old uh, are you now? Happy Dude birthday. Thanks. In fact, happy birthday. Everyone you know is dead. dead. <laughs> so I'm not getting a cake? What's the deal? I have Twinkies. Yeah. <laughs> jam, a, jam a candle jam a, in it. Jam a candle in Twinkie. <laughs> All right. So that now as the news spreads among the team, you guys kind of have to deal with the fact that it's a hundred years later. So we all read this? Yeah. Off. Just let everybody know. Sit yeah. there for a minute. Just I need to take a breath. And just sit down for a minute. I think I'm officially the best baseball player left. Got my coffee chest there. Oh. Alright, gentlemen. We don't really have much time because Phoenix Project is not up and running on any of the channels that they're supposed to be up and running on. So, how is this? This, it, this is just getting worse. It is. Have we managed to figure out where we are currently located? No. In a pool of water where my well, fingers hold. We couldn't get the computer started. We couldn't make the startup. Windows is down. Windows is down. Is it completely down? Did we not get any? We, we tried turning it off and on again multiple times. Yes, yeah, so it didn't work. All right, well. You can go into the manifest and it'll tell you where you are. All right, as I'm far as getting on any networks or anything, where do we have an antenna that busts out or anything? Quick, somebody see if Betty White's still alive. Huh? <laughs> the antenna extended. Yeah, there's a, almost like a periscope antenna that busted through the surface, and that's when it tries to kind of contact everything, and nothing, nothing responded. The antenna on the bolt hole should should reach New Phoenix from anywhere on the planet. So. So something is very wrong. So let us. Um, where are we at currently? You go into the files. I need some uh, computer tech to go into the files <laughs> and find it. Computer tech person. Yeah. Sitting over the corner. Who is the guy? Oh. oh. 
<laughs> I. He, he grounded himself. In fact, himself. I don't know anything. 87 over 82. Why'd you type yeah. in Pornhub? Not everything's through Pornhub. What did you win or why? Aren't you skilled at this as well, sir? No, I'm skilled at how to fix the computer, not how to run the computer. Yes. You got power to it. That's the best that, you That's can do. the best you I'll can do. I'll try it again in a little bit. <laughs> All right. Well, while yeah, you're the best you could get was the manifest, the original manifest, compared to what uh, Montana was able to put together and save. Is you lost a lot of gear, you lost a lot of fuel, you lost a lot of stuff. So yeah. the yokels took all of our crap. Well, right. some some of the stuff is missing. Some has just been underwater you for so smell, long. You can smell the There's fuel the in the in the water. Yeah, there's a lot of fuel in the water. His eyes are still burning. There's, well. Yeah, you can all thank McCurdy for saving your three by three boxes, for saving what you have. Thank you, Montana. Thank you. Yeah. We do I, have 50 bottles of Jack, though. I, I Who does? Six rare Cuban cigars. It was in one of the boxes. And this guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here, here's a Reese's cup. <laughs> Good job. So, are, are you all right, a so Reese's wild man and a whole bunch of Reese's cups? <laughs> so. Can we pull up the uh, locations of the five caches that are owed to us? He can. He can. Can he? 63 under 82. Okay. You get five locations. Uh, which. Uh, Does that also give me a basic map of the area? It kind of gives you a little bit of an area when you realize that each one of them is to the east of you. One is in. For right now, I'm just going to say one is in Pennsylvania, one is in Virginia, one is in uh, Eastern Maine, and one is in West Virginia, and your final one is near Cleveland, Ohio. No, let's save that one for last. We, we, we ain't going near <laughs> Cleveland. Who the hell names City Cleveland? So normally they, they circle you. These are all kind of heading out west from you. Hmm. That, seem, that seems odd. I thought, it, didn't they, they tell me I was supposed to be yep. in the middle of them? Yep. I will allow one more roll to attempt to figure out where the hell you're at. Coop. 13. Under 82. He finally going through the manifest, he finds a shipping receipt for the cryotubes. They were delivered to Wesley, Maine. Maine? Maine. That's where all the crazy shit happens. <laughs> well, nuclear war and, you know, backwood hillbillies. I saw this movie once. <laughs> Alright, gentlemen. We know where we're at. We know that we're alone. I'm going to defer to you guys. My intention is to take you to this crew, to Phoenix Project, or whatever is left of it. Sounds good, sir. Any objections? Not for me. No. Now, here's the big question. We now have these three, these five bolt holes. We have a general idea of where we're at. Should we make a straight line there, or should we hit all of our mm -hmm. supplies first? Systematically good for supplies. Your caches will have fuel and things like that in them. 
possibly other vehicles, more trade supplies, that kind of thing. You guys right now have 53 gallons of fuel in two vehicles. So you're not going far on what you have. Anybody good with figure out our uh, range? How far can we go? On the vehicles, calculating gas per mile. Roll it up Guestimate. to the engineer. A 20 under 81. So you're pretty much limited to the range of the vehicle with the worst gas mileage, which is the Hummer. So you are looking at about, if you split the fuel evenly, The Hummer's only going to get about, we'll say, I can't find it. 200 to 225 miles. 225. What was the name of the place I mean, we were at? Wesley, Maine. Wesley, Maine. And how much approximately mileage? 200 to 220. We did show out of that way. <laughs> He's already trying to get rid of members of the team. Here, give me the map. I should have marked it. I was looking in that general direction. I'm the only one in this direction. That's coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, while we're trying to figure this out, let me know a little bit stalls that you encountered. They're super hostile. First of all, <laughs> are they? What are happened? They, I was sleeping. Are they normal human beings? I think they are. We didn't see any weird mutations on them. That's what we're going to find out. last time, Not really, no. I mean, we got a couple over here. And I'll show them the, the one that Reader threw in the hole, broke his neck. <laughs> you mean McGurdy? Montana. Montana actually threw two down in the hole. Uh, one of them he threw right on his head and broke his neck when he hit the bottom. So. Uh, they look normal, uh, have a little bit of Native American look to them. Uh, their clothing is a lot more handmade, has an Amish kind of, or, or Native American hide kind of look to it. Had some, well the guys can tell you they have pretty poor weapons. Here, like a shotgun like this. Don't mind that guy that's missing a leg, we don't think that was anybody's fault. In particular. Right. Well, it wasn't anybody's fault that Jack can do any writing up about it. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> That's what I like to hear, soldier. All right. Here in Wesley. Yep. So you look down at the bottom. First off, who's driving? You know, there'll so be a scale. 25 miles. Yeah. Anybody got a roller real quick? There's one in my box. If there's not one there, there's one in the bag. Engineer that, there should be one or two in the bag that was sent okay. over. Hey. Uh, All right. Bullseye, you're up in the tree, kind of just sitting around. It's cold as balls. Roll me a uh, look, listen. Can. 29 over 49 over 45. 29 under 45, so you made it. 
Okay. Uh, as you're kind of looking around, you notice two things. Number one, coming from the west, a large thunderhead, a large storm cloud. Uh, just looks horribly bad. Uh, the team aware of that. But another thing you notice is you're pretty sure west in the tree line, look at 50, you're guessing, could be 10 to 15 miles away, you're picking up several small trails of smoke. Perhaps a village or a town. Would this be the direction that these people were heading? Kind of, yes. So, east so you can let your command know what you see as far as that. So on this coordinates, where is our bolt hole in East Main? Because that's where we're going first. In that general direction. I will mark your first bolt hole. It's a small little town called Andover. I will not. Next to Andover. <coughs> Well, I can tell you right now, we're not going to make it to the bolt wire fuel supply that we have. Now, if you gave, put all the fuel on the FAV, somebody could make it. <laughs> Let's split the party. No. Everything good. Split the party right away. Exactly what you should do. I think we should put the conduct officer and the captain. And the Bobby. medic. And the bullseye. Roll me another look lesson, please. <laughs> Uh, this thunderhead, this storm cloud, you notice something odd about it. It's obviously a winter storm, but you're seeing light in the clouds way off in the distance. Alright, sir? Yes? We have a pretty nasty storm off in the distance, want to make you aware of. And there's also smoke trails about 10 to 15 miles out. Uh, heading east? Is that where the smoke trail is? West. West. To the west. To the west. I apologize. All right. Well, I'm going to go up there and do the uh, weather prediction. I am concerned. Hey, Matt, I'm going to go do up there and observe and do a weather, pre weather you prediction. Have weather prediction? Okay, go ahead. I do have it. I predict. Uh, 57. That's okay. How fast and how much time? You've got about an hour before it hits. You've never seen anything quite like this. Um, it is definitely nasty. Um, you can actually see the weather front moving, the snowfall or whatever it is. It's very dark. Uh, gives you the impression that this is probably a very, very intensely fueled, uh, probably you can guess to do with the radiation and the altering of things with all the the radiation from World War III, although it is a hundred years in the future, weather patterns, weather patterns have changed, and this is nasty looking. Because you're kind of standing there, and Bobby's up above you, bullseye, and you're, he's like, "See?" And you see the lightning kind of dancing through. You're like, "This is going to be ugly." Uh, we need to either find shelter. We need either bunker and settlement. But you guys said these locals are hostile, right? Scavenging and solid threats, or 
What do you think? Because they did attack first. Um, Speak up if you got things to say. I I would bet that if we rolled into town, kept our mouth shut about these people, that we got that we're powerful enough looking. We've got enough trade. We go in, so we don't mean no harm. We could probably find shelter. But we'd have to watch our shit. They've attacked us first twice. They came. They were. Then I think we should not try to beat this storm front running into hostile enemies. I think we should bunker in here and wait the storm out. Well, one thing you need to consider, full of water. So you're never going to get it warm. Sure, you light all that fuel in there. Fuel in the water, too. Well, you could do that. It'd be warm for a while. I'll wait till you burn <laughs> up. Yeah. I can pee on your legs. While you guys were out doing the previous issue. You're my forward. Did you observe <laughs> any place that could be used as shelter? Not that right now, it's about minus we ten. We didn't go that far out. For we shelter. Tree line, that was about it. All right. Well then. Hey, can we look for shelter? That's what's going on. That that's what we're trying to figure out where the shelter is right now. Looking at this map right here, we are in open land, and there is a lake nearby. But going off what we know. It's a hundred years in the past, so we could be looking at at least crossing in that amount of time three rivers that may or may not have bridges, and we have people who don't know how to swim. <laughs> Bullseye raises his hand. <laughs> I can swim, but we can't stay here. So don't be bad. <laughs> Well, we'll have no no other choice but to try to do this, and we need to keep eyes out for any sort of shelter to beat the. Because if this storm hits us and we're out there, <coughs> well, the Hummer can handle it. The Hummer will be even if you get buried in snow. If you keep the Hummer running, you're you're warm. You're good. The FAV, uh, it has an open vehicle covered with basically canvas. Art. It's canvas, so. And although it'll never boys, especially miserable, will be miserable. Yeah. Well, we've got about an hour to try to beat this and find okay. find shelter. And if we move fast, we might get more time than that. And you guys will see me writing up here occasionally. And when you turn and write, that's a good thing, because Montana took so much time to pack the gear and stuff immediately. You guys can roll out immediately. So. I'm All right. When shit gets shot up. Do I have permission to come out of the tree? No. Yes. <laughs> no, you stay there and you guard us as we're driving away. Pack your gear, <laughs> pack your supplies, gear for war, cold weather, and we're moving out. Yeah. We're put that on, didn't we? Yeah. Okay. You guys all have one set of cold weather gear. It's super. It's super nice. And actually, you can plug it, plug them into like USB ports in the vehicles. They're heated. Is it waterproof? Yes. Right. Um, all the stuff that's white. in my personal box, a lot of it's small, like a hatchet and all that, I'm putting it on. Okay. Chris, we found your own set of clothes over here. Yeah, everybody has one set of clothes, uh, other than one person on the team, his entire, his entire locker was untouched. Everybody else's shit is ruined. I'm glad I had four pairs of socks in my box. <laughs> so Thumper has seven sets of everything. You guys all have one set of clothes. I don't care. 
for future reference, if we need to make a fire, I did Pax Flint. Good. Good call. Good future reference, if we need to start a fire. All I right. I also pack <laughs> these, and I hold up scissors and combs. If we ever need to start a fire, Grooming kit. I have a Willie P. Once we get on the road, everybody get yourself looking halfway decent. It's <laughs> 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 the first time in my life I've been able to grow a beard. You know, it cool. still looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, going to keep it about like the mantas. I'm going if I can't help it. The yeah. cold is well, the great thing about the Phoenix Project is you can have a beard close. If, if the, you the choose to keep ZZ it, top just is, make it make it presentable. And it's up to command. You know, it's if cold. He says cut it all off. You got to cut it you off. Know, and it's cold. It's well, I've I've told him clean up. I didn't tell him shave right. your heads. You're right. <laughs> all right. So who's in what vehicles? We need at least two people in the FAV. So who's driving the FAV? Who's got the best drivers? Who's our best drivers? I will be up in the front vehicle. I'm a decent driver. He's a very decent here. Probably. I'm assuming you want me in the ring, though. I'm a 71. And the Hummer? Yeah. You take Hummer. No, that's right. Oh. Who, who, who else is very skilled at driving? I can tell you I'm not. <laughs> What's I got a 61. So. Hummer. Front vehicle. is a 71. Oh. Hummer. Sure. Front vehicle. Uh. Ford Observer in the front driver? vehicle. Yeah, Ford Observer should be in the front vehicle. <laughs> so, yeah, it should be, yeah, I mean, technically, okay. it should be. That's not where I put it. All right, there we, we go, guys. Put the sniper on the hard drive. Hold on, that one is. Well, right now, we don't so really have a choice because you sure as hell don't drive me. You're going to shoot things for me. Awesome. Dude, do you want to take over driving? That's what I'm best at. Okay. I can drive. All right, so wait. Look, I hear two conversations here. Commander, who's driving the FAB? We're going to make the Ford Observer, who has a decent, uh, says he can drive decently. Yeah. He will be driving that. Can you drive? You drive moderately. You take it. You're in the rear vehicle. I'll be in the front vehicle with them. So the FAV is Montana and Reese, or Wildman. And Captain, apparently. He is. Reese is the captain. Right. But there's only two seats in this thing? There's three. You can put okay. three people in the FAV. Yeah, we're yep. split. So three and three. Oh, okay. Yes, you are. So who? So we got one, two, three. Okay. One, two, one, three. two, three. Because he. So you're basically the same that we had when we were. In you, you lost me. It's it's the same teams that okay. we had when they were doing the. Hummer guys, raise your hand. Who's driving the Hummer? Okay. Now I understand. Who's driving the FAV? Because you want the sniper to be able to get out. I thought the sniper was in the rear end. No, he's a, you want the sniper in the front, sir. Yeah, okay. so you can drop him first. You want him if to If they get go him. up and see something, you got to be able to drop him and right. Okay. That's that's their thinking. It's your call. It's your yeah, team. It's nope. your team. I want the sniper I, in I the I will tell you, gentlemen, right now, I am <laughs> not here for military knowledge. I'm here for the rest of my knowledge. <laughs> you know where I gain most of my knowledge? Yeah. The baseball field. Where men are made. <coughs> oh, oh, my goodness. goodness. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, it sure did. I can shoot the dice off. I can shoot the spots off the dice at 90 yards. All right, but, so all right. FAB guys, driver of the FAB, give me your first. Uh, well, before I'm getting ahead of myself, we need the demo guy. 
Yes, sir. You have to blow the back, uh, the, the door charges to, to open the bolt hole wide right. enough to get everything out. Let's take a moment and appreciate there's going to be an explosion. Yeah. Right. Yep. There's going to be sick explosions, mm -hmm. actually. There's small oh. shape charges and the door will fall in. Do I have permission to blow it, sir? You have permission to start the fireworks. Let's rock this. Yeah. Blow it. I five. Boom! He pops the door, it falls, I mean, perfect. There's hardly any dirt on anything. I mean, this door drops, becomes your ramp, and you are able to drive the vehicle. He did all right. I'll take my luck point. Anytime you roll an OT5 to an OT1 is a luck point. Make sure you add your luck point to your sheet under your charisma. You can have a total of five, and luck points allow you to re-roll any roll except for a double OT. A 100 is a bad, is a bad and you're stuck bad with it. Alright, so we'll start with the FAV driver. Bullseye, you're driving, pulling out the FAV into the weather with your your buddy Montana and uh, uh, Commander Reese in it. Oh, Montana's driving, I'm sorry. On eight. And when I, when I call for these drive rolls, as long as you don't fumble, you stay out of the 90s, no problem. The only time you got to worry about making those drive rolls is under duress. Now I feel like you just jinxed me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, stop. <laughs> 90s. I don't care what you are already out. <laughs> okay. You say that. All right, BB, give me a roll for the Humber pulling out. 32. Yep. And Montana, ha all, everything you have is in these vehicles, so you're leaving nothing of value behind. Did you also have the person's 3x3 three three box? Yes, okay. your 3x3 three three boxes. Uh, no, but there is still space in all of them. Yeah, you can add them to your vehicle. Whoever has your vehicle sheet, pass it around to the guys in the vehicle and add your 3x3 three three box. As we do hit locations in the future, your you ship is going to be inside. Place, place them appropriately. Anybody want their... Is anyone's 3x3 uh, three three box extremely flammable? <laughs> no, sir. Okay. Outside storage okay? Yeah. Sounds great. I'd rather my shit get shot up than me. I'm just saying. Alright, guys. So you're pulling off... Uh, as you pull out, uh, the storm that Bullseye kind of pointed out is just looking worse by the minute. Uh, one of the things you notice, uh, all of you notice, is some of the animals in the area. You see some of the biggest mule deer you've ever seen in your life. Uh, moving from west to east like they're trying to escape the storm. <laughs> And have no, absolutely no fear of you guys at all. I mean, one of them passes within about 50 yards, just kind of looks over at the vehicles, and this son of a bitch has got to weigh 1,500 pounds if he weighs an ounce. He's big. And the rack on him is huge. These are really big deer. It'd <laughs> be great food. Go on. Do you want to take the time to shoot one and field dress it with the storm coming in? Yeah, Negative. So, uh, <laughs> we have Twinkies. We have <laughs> You have Twinkies until you're out of Twinkies. Yeah, there's only three Twinkies. You're at three? Yeah. 
Well, did boxes? you give him one? Did you give Coop one as a birthday cake? I did not. Instead of boxes, you just brought three Twinkies. Yeah. I ate the, the rest of the, the box. The problem was, it was, was a full box <laughs> until he got into the cryo tube. He woke up with crumbs and shit all over me. You're going to write him up so Taunting me with a turkey that I never got. I say we head down former Route 9. Okay, Route 9 out of Leslie, heading that direction. Let me look at my map, which I have called up here. Hey, oh, yeah. We're good. Uh, roll me percentiles, we'll say Coop. 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 14. 14. This road, although overgrown uh, on both sides, the pavement is broken up. Uh, the vehicles can handle it. And if anything, the actual roadbed is about... 90% there as far as the actual, you can see it, sure, you can see some of the old rusty signs. So it's a great shot down this road. It's a little overgrown, but nothing you guys can't avoid. My iPod to the radio. Sir, do you want me up in the rain? Oh yeah. Do you, and do you want me to oh, mount them up here so that they don't fall? Yeah, I don't know how threatening you want to look. Did you record? What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. What's the point of having a gun if you don't have, have the ability to use it? Fair enough. I'll work on mounting the gun. Alright, so you're going to mount the, the... My LM, or my M240. M240 is guttering on the Hummer. Yeah. Great thing for you is once you put that mount on your gun, it just literally pops in and pops out. So, you just drop it in. Don't put your penis there. You are out in the weather though, and even though you have your cold, yeah. cold gear on, you are... You have the great little bungee thing where you cinch it up so it keeps the snow and weather out for them. So your lower half is warm. Keeps your rear warm, but yeah. that's about it. Somebody, erection? I just turn around. Let the wind blow around me. <laughs> ah, my eye. That's freezer. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> freezer burn, son of a bitch. Oh <laughs> my. Okay, so, so you're moving down former Route Nine. Uh, route Nine. Any any towns or anything list the ten miles you're covering? Uh, there is though. there is no listed. Okay. Towns. All right. We're you still looking for that uh smoke. Uh, give me every the drivers. Give me a look listen. Yeah, I, I rolled a 95. You know what I see? I thought I meant him driving. 75 out of 45. Yeah, neither one of them see. They're just cruising down the road, not paying attention. <laughs> this thing's pretty It's pretty rough. Gunner, give me a look, listen. I'm too busy. Mr. Thumper. I'm riding shotgun. 83 over 50. I didn't see shit. Okay, yeah. and you're riding shotgun? Yeah. Roll. Yeah. It's because I have a shotgun. Yeah. 29 under 70. There we go. He notices the smoke trails a little bit off the road to the left. Uh, you're going to have to leave the roadbed to, to head toward them. Dang. But you are far closer, uh, and the storm is almost on you. Oh, you're now hearing good. thunder. And it's a deep rumble that kind of when it goes off, it actually, you can feel it through your bodies resonating. Down the way are we? Uh... You're guessing by the look of how close the smoke trails are, you're probably five minutes out. 
Okay. At your current pace of about 35 to 40 miles. All right, well, let's keep heading toward the settlement. Uh, okay, are you going to send the FAB a little ahead or are you staying together the entire time? Let's, uh, what time of the day is together? By the time you've packed up, moved on, gone through all this, we'll say it's just about 1 p.m. We're going to stay together. I watched Scooby-Doo, I know what happens. Everybody, roll me a look lesson. 50, under 7. Nope. 90. 94 over 45. <laughs> 84. It's <laughs> on your eye. <laughs> 84 over 45. Who made it? Read your hand. Again, Coop, do you notice off to the left, you notice something sticking up that just doesn't, doesn't look right at first when you kind of pick up your, your field glasses and look, you see pikes jammed in the ground with heads on them. Some hey, of look them at that fresh over there. And some of them more deca decayed and, and, and even a couple of skeletal ones, but you see at least uh, in a cluster. What the hell are we getting into? Uh, are any of them shrunken heads? Because that'd be cool. <laughs> you, could, you could go take a look, get I'll much look, closer. I'll look from here, thank you. <laughs> well, let's slow down. Forward observation. Need you to scout it. Tell me. Are you sending the FAV up, or are you just sending him on foot? Don't do it. If we drive a vehicle in, they're going to see us. If I send him in, they're probably not going to see him, and he can report back. Yep, he has two mile range on his hands free. Okay. You want to put the sniper up? Sniper, get in position. You, you're already in the turret. Yes, sir. Big pine trees. Every, oh, yeah. every, everybody, uh, everybody, <laughs> lock and load. We might be, <laughs> might be confronting hostiles. <laughs> All right. So the sniper, said, he says, anything around? I said, big pine trees. He went, oh yay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Are we gonna attempt this? Yep. Good luck. Thirty-four hundred forty-five. He's go. He goes right up a big old pine. You're probably 40 or 50 feet up before no. it starts to get just to where it's swaying around and stuff. Uh, you can definitely see him kind of as he moves between trees. There's times when you're going to lose sight of him, but you can keep talking to him. You must uh, have played JV. You ride that pine like a pro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Montana, give me a look, listen, roll, and then roll me a stealth. Ought to. All right, as you move up hikes, uh, you notice that one of them has been placed probably today. There are footprints around. There is fresh blood in the snow, and none of it has been covered. Is uh, the blood still warm? Do you touch the, the head? Yeah. It, it, it's not as cold as everything else. It's definitely not frozen. Yeah, it's been pretty recent. Yeah. Uh, give me a stealth check as you move it along. Op three. All right. So, Bullseye, you are literally watching Montana move bushels of thatch and bushes to trees and kind of like disappear from your view. He's very good at 
at using the terrain, you have a hard time tracking them, even though this is what you do. You, you some a couple of times you actually have to have them, you know, or something because he's really. So you get about a half mile out from him. Did I want to take sign language? I don't know. Yes. Take sign language. Yes. Negative. Everyone's got sign language with the commander. Yeah. I don't know if both have sign language. My favorite is. Yeah. Show him where to look for that. No. No sign language. Seven more. How many? How many advanced skills do you have? Four. Oh yeah, you didn't you get, get his. You get two or three extras too. Okay. Well, yeah, so he gets three more. All right. So bullseye, as you're watching, you see him. You get about a half mile out where you're starting to get a little uncomfortable. I mean, you can cover him that far. Uh, give me another look. Listen there, Montana, as you move in, following these tracks and. and 61 out of 45. Uh, you're not really picking up too much when you kind of off to your right as you're kind of moving into to hiding another thicket type area. You stumble into uh, what appears to be a lane. Uh, the arms and legs have been chopped off. The head is missing. Uh, and the guts, its internal guts, are kind of laying next to it. The, the human body looks field-dressed. Uh, it looks like someone basically took the limbs and the head and, and gutted them right here. Uh, the smell is awful, and it is not frozen, so... This looks like it might've, the head might have gone to this? I mean, like... Possibility. The adult male. Take the head off and see if it fits. Give me a look at this bullseye. Can you get five under 45? Make it. No, <clears throat> All right, so you, you're watching him, and your last failed uh, look, listen, because you kind of stumble on this a, sh a little shocked. You see a guy kind of looks like he's in some kind of white fur, or you see him move from a tree to another tree closer to him, within about 60 yards of him. Uh, he is definitely carrying what appears to be either a rifle or a spear. You know, you didn't get a good enough look. Uh, but you saw someone move toward him, so you can talk to him or... Yeah, that is true. Yeah, so you can just talk and we can all hear him. All right, Montana, there's a guy moving from tree to tree very near you, and he is armed. Uh, what side of the road? The on left. Left side. Um, I'm gonna try to disappear back again into like. I don't want to make it look like I'm trying to get away from him. You know what I mean? But just move back in and hide again. Just try to disappear again. All right. Stealth. Give me a stealth roll. Beautiful, doing beautiful until. Right on a bunch of twigs. Where'd you roll? Actually, you know, I rolled 98. I'm going to use one of these points I just got. Okay. Sounds like a great idea. 25 out of 61. All right. Kind of see, you warn him. Montana kind of up and moves into the thicket and then kind of sidesteps, steps backward a couple times in his own tracks, jumps, and then he's off again behind a tree 
and in some thick bushes he kind of squats down and makes himself look like a mound of snow. Our friend, who has kind of been stalking you, I kind of get myself ready. Moves right to where you were looking at the bodies, and you are actually watching this guy. He's definitely human. Can I see him? Yeah. You both see him. He, uh, he's covered in some kind of white fur, almost like a, a mountain man parka. Uh, as you see him kind of move into the area, his face is either painted white or, or he has maybe some fat white fabric over it. And he's right in the area where the body was, and you see him kind of stop, and he's looking around like he's trying to figure out where the hell you went. He is literally within about 30 feet of you and does not see you. He is armed with what appears to be a rifle, and you see a huge bone-handled knife hanging off his belt. Can you pass this on? As low as I can, I go right in front of me. He's coming for me. He's coming for me. I don't think he sees me. He's going to grab one. He's going to touch me. Well, I've been we need a counter officer because I'm just going to basically ask him. Mm -hmm. We assume these people are cannibals. Are we free to fire first? That's your call. That's your call. Yeah. That's not his we, call. we assume they're hostile. You can if, you, if, you, if you call them as hostile, you can. Then yeah. that's they, they, we assume these are hostiles. You are free to engage as you see fit. Do you tell that to everybody? Because he can I drop tell that to right everyone. Now. I'm gonna. If I'm you can take him out quiet, do it. Does he fires it off? It's not where I'm at. That's right. right. Let's go back. How, how many yards out are we talking? Here? He's about a half mile from you, but that's what's the range on the extended long is 900. Yeah, it's 900 yards. Yeah, you're okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to go really long. Okay. You're just going to hit him with it, not call the shot. Right. Alright. Go ahead and fire. What do you mean? Wrong side. So. You need a 45. Because of the range. Yep. He's also using a That'll work. Ten. Ten will hit. <laughs> so you show that we're cons consider them hostile. Bullseye's like, I got them. You hear a muffled crack because the 50 is suppressed. You still hear it, but it's suppressed to kind of throw off finding where the sniper is. Uh, and you're standing there kind of watching this dude as, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Hit location, what right in the head. Oh God! So his from about just a little bit before, <laughs> below the neckline up just disappears in a pink mist, and the body drops forward, blood oozing out of it into the snow. Within 25 feet of you. Man, I really want a slushy right also now. Yeah. Excitement of excitement just saying. Yelling. From this tree. <laughs> <laughs> I can oh, just see the tree. Quiet, <laughs> All right. Well, they have mentioned that hostiles are about. I'm going to do a look. What's from okay. the ring? Go ahead. And what's your drive, Seth? I'm driving. You're now in the driver's seat because he left. Oh, sweet. 
You're kind of spinning in the ring looking around and you are positive you saw two guys move uh, kind of parallel on the other side to the right side of this. Uh, they're almost parallel with the FAV but they seem to be moving toward the FAV. Uh, one of them has a rifle up and you see him kind of dark between two trees almost like he's aiming into right. the FAV. Uh, there are hostiles, hostile. Heading towards the FAV, one has a rifle. Everybody, roll initiative. That is a 10 side at your initiative bonus. Uh, where did it go? Uh -oh. Alright, now you're adding your bonus. So you got a left nine. Okay. And keep track of your ammo, Bob. Yeah, he did. Okay. I got him on top of it. So, Reese. Initiative, what'd you roll? Uh, I rolled a six. It says minus one, so that puts it's it at plus, plus, oh, plus seven. seven. Uh, okay, two. Make it plus. Nine. Montana. Eight. Dominic. Thumper. Uh, BB. Nine. And Bullseye. Eleven. Oh, Jesus. Jeez. <laughs> I got a ten, and I was all happy about it till, till now. So Bullseye, he reports that two more guys are moving toward the FAV. You have, how many movements do you have? It would be under your decks. You're a Jody there. Just one. Okay, so you can turn and try and look listen. If you make the look listen, you'll, you'll get one, one, one snapshot. So, you want to roll under your look listen. Okay. That'll, oh, well. Uh, that one, yep. that is a luck point to add to your total in your charisma. As you turn, you see a guy with a rifle about 50 feet from the FAV on the far side. You're actually shooting over the FAV. Uh, he's kind of leaned against a tree. He's got a rifle pointed right at the FAV. So we'll take a shot. That'd be the same 25. Is there anyone still in the FAV? Captain. So just rolling. Really? So just showing my sniper rifle. Okay. It said 50 yard right. Yeah, so he's close. Yeah. yeah, that's a hit because close is a difference. Close is even. So, yes, yeah, have to roll under 65. Yep, so 52 made it. 52 under 65 is a hit. And it was a snapshot again, so we're just going to roll a hit location. Jesus, you blew his right leg clean off. Roll me a, roll me a D10. This is what we call a quick kill. So you roll 1d10. If you roll a 5 or higher, he's dead. 7. So he's dead. You just blew his leg off. He's bleeding out. He's doing nothing. A 1 through 5 on a quick kill, or a 1 through 4 on a quick kill, I get one action before I die. So, but nope, he's dead. One of them is dead. The other guy that was with him, now it is his turn. I will roll for that. He's going to stay like a dumbass. <laughs> um, forward and fires into the FAV trying to hit your commander. With an OT-7. But it is going into the FAV, so he is firing at you. What is the the scrub on the FAV? 
What's the scrub on the FAV? But top of the sheet, it'll tell you the armor resistance. You got the ten. Okay, so if I do hit the FAV, whatever it hits, it gonna do nothing. So if I get get past, then I, I got a chance at hitting you. So nope, I hit the FAV. So you hear a round praying off one of the roll bars just to the right of your face. Ding. Yep. Ring-a-ding-ding. -ding. Uh, Coop and BB both may act. Uh, I'm going to see if I can see one of these guys from the hover. Okay. Look, listen. <laughs> no, nope. I don't see diddly. You didn't spot him. 75 or 70. You did not spot him either. I'm going to move over and take cover behind their vehicle. So you're going to... You're going to take you're, my hat you're off. You're with us, right? Yeah, you're going to Right. 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 Yeah. Aren't you over in the other one? No. Well, I'm in charge. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. This obstructions. Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah, they're smart. They won't come anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so Montana. 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 Way off. <laughs> you can still possibly spot them. Nah, not from a half mile out. I'm going to do a look listen up here. Okay. Taste. Ot nine. Now you see the direction you were heading when you came into that body. Just over a ridge line, kind of, you can see what appears to be a smoke trail, a couple of smoke trails. And as you move up about 30 feet where you can kind of see down in there, you see several cabins clustered together. Uh, the thing that kind of shocks you is you see two bodies staked out. Uh, one of them is still slightly alive, although wounded. The other one is obviously dead. Uh, you do see it in the, in the snow around this area. And laying out kind of a table, you see several arms and legs. Uh, you see a guy kind of, he looks like almost like a handsaw. And he is cutting up another body. Uh, but now he's kind of looking around because he's heard some some rifle fire. There are at least three or four people moving around down there. Uh, you see a large fire kind of burning in the center, and on this pit you see two human legs. So, however you want to report that or deal with that is up to you. They're cooking for you guys. <laughs> well, save me some. They're making you some Swinlet Green. Oh, I saw that movie too. Wild man. Well, can I? You I can return can fire at the guy that shot at me. Single shot with under seventy. All right, roll me a quick kill. These guys do not have armor of any type. Uh, four. All right, so he's going to get one action before he goes down. You shot him. You shot, hit him in the left arm. Crippled his whole left. There's just a huge amount of blood as you blow basically his left hand off. And he's going to bleed out quickly. Uh, but he is going to get one action unless someone else finishes him off. Thumper. Um, you are the guy that spotted him, so you have him. Yeah, but I saw him got shot too. Yeah. I will do a... The 
the really short burst with this three shot burst. Trying okay. to get, he's away from that they being correct. Yeah, he's about thirty to okay. forty feet away, so but he's moving toward it. Now take a real quick three shot burst. Okay. Make sure you're tracking your ammo, guys. Eighty over fifty. <laughs> All right. Well, he is close. But that's even, right? Yeah, that's nowhere close. Yeah, so you put three rounds over an attic. Yeah, I'm spent. Yep, back to you. You definitely now can try and spot the other guy and pop him if you want. I need to do a little listen. Yep. 61 over 45. Right. Can't really pick him out yet. There's a lot of white out there. Yeah. It's a country music concert of white. You hear his gun go off again, but he literally has kind of collapsed. And as he kind of points it, he fires it into the ground. You see him drop to his knee, knees. He drops his gun. He just kind of grabs his his left wrist and he's kind of looking at it. The blood's just squirting. You can tell he's going into shock. He's just kind of now kneeling in the snow. Uh, with a funny look on his face as his eyes over this blood is just kind of Alright, let's cover the distance between us Alright BB and Coop can do some look lessons or whatever they want to do here Try doing a look lesson I missed I see him As you're moving toward where Montana is Coop kind of points over the the dash of the Hummer and says, look at that, as you see four or five armed guys now coming up that ridge line. Literally one of them is within about 10 feet of you and does against the tree. Are they bundled, are they grouped together? Uh, they're spread out. They're okay. 20, 30 feet apart. full club, how many of them could I hit? Uh, two of them. The big butcher dude still up there? Yes. But before we get to yeah. your turn. I was just wondering before. It's yeah, turn. it's still Coop and can I see him? Yeah. Can I uh, name range for my well, shotgun? Your shotgun, no. Take care of. They're way out there. We'll see. Okay. I get out. I pile out. We're the other side. actually moving. You guys are moving toward it. Uh, yeah. Okay. You can still get out. Tuck and roll. Just tuck and roll. Let's take the armor and run right into him with snowplow. I think I'm driving. No, I'm driving. Okay. Run them over. Yeah, you do have a snowplow on both these vehicles. So. That's what you got. Oh, we're going to have so to paint holding. shark teeth on it now. Coop is holding. <laughs> BB is holding. Montem. Montem. So the big butcher guy didn't go. No, I'm going he's, to. He's, you can see him moving into a cabin like. He, he grabs his hand so he moves into a cabin. I'm going to let these guys. I'm going to continue moving up. Alright, let me roll a look lesson for the one that's passing very close to you. 97. He literally runs right by you, has no idea that you are there. That's good. So they run by, push them through the snow, gone. And I'm going to move up. I'm going to move over the ravine down into the camp. Give me a stealth check. As long as there's still places where I can hide. Yeah. There's cabins you can duck behind. 57 out of 61. Alright, so you move down the ravine and kind of Plaster yourself against the far cabin. First time I see a window, I'm going to look inside one. All right. Roll me a look. Listen. 
46 out of 45. All right, you kind of do a quick peek into the window and really it, the, the glass is so frosted and, and con there's condensed moisture and you really can't see in there. Okay. All right, so that takes us to Thumper. As we're moving up, have we gotten them to the point where we can see them in range? Oh yeah, you can see them if you have a assault rifle or probably an SMG you could get a shot off them. Uh, I have an LMG. Oh, that's right. You're up in the ring. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They're at medium range for you, so. Well, I didn't say what I was going to do, so I'll roll that again. Uh, I will see the closest one to us, or and since I can, I'm assuming I can't see him. Right. So I'm going to take just another three, three rounds. Okay. Runs. I'm going to pop one. 57 over 50. Yep. Nope. I think the gun book. 57 over? Yep. 57 over 50. Alright, so you miss. Three more rounds. Bullseye. They they all took off, left you in that tree back there. You now see five guys moving up the ravine. One of them just went right past him. As they're coming forward, you see both vehicles heading toward them. Uh, you can pick any one of those guys, or you can climb down and run after them, or you can just sit up there and start popping them. I feel like I should stay in the tree for my safety. Yeah. I'll take a shot at the closest one to me. Okay. So, you said they're about how far out? Still kind of long for you because you're way back there. So, okay. you need a 45 or less, I believe. Eighty-nine over. over. All right. So as you kind of level, these guys are running and moving. Uh, you put one over a guy's shoulder. He really just kind of ignores it because there's been some other gunfire. He doesn't really realize he's been shot at. Uh, however, uh, <laughs> Montana, you definitely know that a fifty-round went by the guy because you see a big pock mark in the snow. Where this 50 round hit just blows this pothole in the ground behind him. Uh, five guys coming up. They're all firing. We're going to say three at the FAV, two at the Hummer. Remember, five guys at Burgess and Price. First one. <laughs> First one raises his rifle, and you see him. Go like this, and you see kind of a flash out of the side of the rifle, like the round misfired. And then you see him stop, and he's trying to clear either a jam or something's a bad round. Second guy fly, firing at the FAB. Fires and fires wide. The third guy, Ot 1, that is in the FAV. Who has the FAV chief? Well, I roll first. You know how this goes down. We roll. Um, D8. Okay, so we roll a D8, and this will tell us where in the FAV the, the round went. Who's in the FAV? So six. Number five, six. No, who's in there? D6. And a D6, in what is that area? Outside storage. Okay, so we're hitting outside storage. Number one. Twelve shells. <laughs> Dang. Okay, well, one of, one of the shovels has a nice little dent in the blade. One's a strainer now. Yeah, one's got a... <laughs> didn't even go all the way through the shovel. Thank God it was the top. 
Right. Thank God it's not the Twinkie. Oh shit, if it would have hit the car with the FAV and didn't go through a shovel, I don't know if it would have gone into the vehicle. Hmm. They're not very powerful, I'm just saying. Two shots at the Hummer. First guy fires. Uh, that would be a hit. Um, who has the Hummer sheet? I do. Alright, what am I rolling first? A B8. Number three? Gunner station. Roll a D12. No, no. Oh, gunner station, roll a what? D12. Oh, a D12. Number seven. Number seven. <laughs> three times 50 MREs. Why do you have the MREs back in the gunner? It's a place for him to set. Yeah. Uh, roll me a D4. John? Two. Two MREs ruined. Just other than that, nothing. I call it Skittles. <laughs> it's mixed in with the vegetable lasagna. Change that down to two teeth of the MREs. There's one on ours, too. Yeah, so you just lost two MREs. The bastards. Yeah, you're noticing still these weapons aren't doing a whole lot of damage. I'd still eat them. I still eat it. <laughs> okay. Tastes like um, black powder. <laughs> you are now much closer, BB and Coop. You are now, you guys are within shotgun range. I mean, you're I next round. The drivers are going to be able to run them over. Yeah, let's see if I can see them. You're going to say, yeah, not yet. It's okay. They're nine, you're seven. They've already went. I have. We're in the next round. Yeah, I didn't even do anything yes, last did. round. You shot at them. You shot him in the arm. Yeah, shot the guy's hand shot off. Shot the guy's oh. hand. Now, and then you moved up. Okay. Twelve. Shot him with a shotgun. Yeah. Roll me a quick kill. Yeah. Which is one d ten. I'm confused. Six. Six. He's dead. As you blow, <coughs> you, he takes it kind of here in the hip. Little chunk out of his hip and upper thigh of his right leg. I'm sorry. There's a huge spray of blood just kind of spatters into the snow and he spins and drops and you see him writhing around a little bit and then he's he's done. But it's like that. BB. What are you doing, BB? I tried to see him, I couldn't. Okay. So blind as bat. So then we move to Montana. Those times that you welded without a mask. Um, quick look around. Okay. You peek Still around the corner, you don't see yeah. him moving around. Forty-five out of forty-five. Uh, you see the cabinets, you see the porch. There's like a little rickety-ass porch and, a, and kind of a, a, not really a door, but more like a, a hide kind of hanging. And as you kind of peek around the corner, you see somebody's fingers you know, like they're pulling it out to look, and when you peek around the corner, you see that hide kind of flutter. I'm looking for that butcher. He's in, you'd have, you could run to the next building where he went. Um, does it look like I could get there? You could get to the porch, yeah. You I mean, like, it. without, I mean, this guy's already seen. You can get there, yeah, and you can yeah, run I'm to the porch. It. I'm going to try to be stealthy. All right, roll me a stealth. 19 out of 61. All right, so you kind of, Bolt over there, kind of use the, the side of his house again, and, and you are kind of plastered kind of against the side of the house right near the door when you get there. Okay. 
All right, Reese. Now you're up, Reese. Yep. I want to. How many dudes are left on the hill? Four. I want to take a shot at one of them. Thirty-eight under seventy. Okay. Roll a quick kill, please. One to ten. Uh, that would be a six. Okay. You shot him right in the stomach. You see him kind of grab his stomach. You see a bunch of blood spray out behind him, and then he kind of you see his hands. He, he his blood cover his hands. He opens his up, and you watch his inte intestines just kind of spill out in the snow in front of them. Goes down. Yeah. So that brings us to Thumper. Thumper, no yeah, thumping. That's the best one I've ever done. That's something. There we go. 26. All right, roll me a d6 so I know how many rounds of the three hit. Two. Okay, well, you don't have to roll a quick kill because two rounds is an automatic kill, especially with the 7.62. So we're going to say you took his left arm at the shoulder, blew his left arm off, and his right arm at the shoulder. That, that is quite a blade. You just see him kind of snap twice, and it, one arm kind of drops off. The other one's dangling by small bits of flesh. Sorry. Uh, uh, kind of twisted look of pain and horror on his face. He falls face down in the snow, dead. It's kind of gross for you. That leaves two more guys, and it is Bullseye Bobby's turn. I watched lions tear apart animals. Oh, yeah. Take a shot. I did a... Did a stint in the Serengeti, bud. And there's how many left? Two? Two. Yeah. Or, roll, you, you can be roll, roll me a look listen, because you're up there looking through your scope. 15 under 45. Just beyond that ridge line, looking in, you see Montana has moved up to like this second cabin, so there's another cabin closer to you. You see this kind of oddly hobbled woman come out, and she's way over her head. She's coming in behind him. Shot, but I, if I mess it up, that's pretty close to Montana. It's okay. Right. We don't mind. It's your job. All right, I'll take a shot. At the woman? Yep. Coming at me? Your job. Yep. 55 over 45. Well, you have luck points if you'd like to burn her and try again. Yeah. Now, I'm going to give you a suggestion. I would save one for something really terrible. Yeah, I'd rebuild really that one. one too. Okay, miss. Yeah, I'm going to say. Yeah, always save one luck point. Well, you got, you know, you for something that's going to kill. Three. He's got three. If you want to do yeah, it, I'm going to take another one. Okay. That's pretty bad. All right. But there's going to come a time where you're going to be like, oh my God. <laughs> 49 or 45. Barely missed. Just so. barely missed her. Oh, no, he's using a scope, so it's a plus five, and he has brace, so it's another plus five. Yeah. A plus so 10. that's a hit. That's a hit. Okay. Yep. So roll me a quick kill. Is it one? She's going to Okay, so she's going to get one action through her center back. So as you're kind of getting your position, you hear uh, a muffled crack in the distance, and you are sprayed with blood. And as you turn, you see this woman kind of falling forward towards you as her chest is blown open. I can see it comes up to me. And you're covered with her blood. It just sprayed you. Still looking up this way. About six inches to the right of you is a hole in the, the butcher's cabin. 
<laughs> where he put the round through her and just... I'm going to move to the side if I can, just so he can't look at the hole at me. <laughs> he can't, so... Alright, so... Oh, and another thing you can do as a sniper, if you hold to the end of the round and just aim, that gives you a plus 20. Okay. So, if you hold on a target, that's so something you can do. Hey, BB. Gunbook, right? Huh? No, She's right here. Look right here on the back of your sheet. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't have it doesn't have the plus twenty for holding off. Yes, you know. Okay. All right, so it's my turn. That woman can attack at you as she goes down at a negative, so I need a twenty or less. Ninety-seven. She just kind of you see her kind of look at you, and one of the things you notice is her lips kind of nasty teeth. They're filed to points, and she just kind of almost. With a gurgling hiss of her last breath, blood just kind of spills out her mouth, and she drops over dead next to you. As she hits, you can hear someone in the cabin now moving, boom, 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 footsteps toward the door. But you are still closer to his door than he is on the inside. He either went for a weapon or he, he went in and did something. You know he's in there doing how, something. How big is the hole in the wall? The size of a grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. He's, he's wearing it. I did. <laughs> okay, so that brings us to BB and Coop. There are, what, what do I got? Two guys left? Let's see if I can. Oh, you're close enough, you can, you can see him, so I'm not going to require the roll. I'm just by one. Well, you're close range, so that's plus five, so that's a hit. Yes, I'll take a shot. So, roll me a quick kill. Two. Two. He's going to get one action. Four, and I missed. But you shot him in the stomach. Yeah. So instead of trying to run this guy over, you see uh, BB kind of ver swerve a little bit to the right. You see his gun come out the window, and he puts a round right by her, or by this dude that's running up the hill. But misses. Uh, Montana. That, hole, that big hole right at the side of the wall? Yeah. I'm going to use it to put my rifle through, and I'm just going to light this dude up a little bit. Okay. So we'll say a negative 10, kind of because you got to squat down a little bit and fire in, but yeah. you're close range, so we'll say negative 5. Are you full clipping? What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to half clip into him. Okay. <laughs> Just a whole bunch of rounds. 32 out of 35. Okay. So you hit. What's half clip? Oh, shit. So roll me a d10. See how many hit. Six. So, and what's the E factor on that? F and F A L. Oh, he's using like a e, 17 E factor. 17? Yep. 17 times 6, that guy is Swiss cheeks. Can I see anything else in the room? Just a whole bunch of guts and bloods right now. Yeah, you, just, <laughs> yeah, you just sprayed this guy all over there. You do see a, a cot, and but looking through the hole with your gun in there and the carnage you've kind of sprayed around, you really don't pick up anything else. Uh, roll me a look lesson. You do hear some more movement in there. Yeah. See nothing. Okay, you're pretty sure someone else is in there. 
kind of freaked out, you probably just covered him with this dude's blood. So, all right. So that takes us from Montana to Captain Wildman. Uh, I'm gonna they're dead. Kill that phone. <laughs> We're going There's to pull one off. guy left on the hill. Huh. Eleven out of seventy. Yeah, roll a quick kill. Ten. He is dead as you shot him right in the face. <laughs> so he kind of, as, as BB zips by him and takes a shot, you kind of lean, dropping your gun over your, your arm and shoot him right in the face. You see a big spatter of blood out the back of his head and he flips backward, rolls down the ravine dead. So that brings us to Thumper. You see the one guy that's still up. I have one movement left. If you hit him again, he will, of course, be dead. So, um, I'll take a three-round shot, but before I do that, I will remind Bullseye to look around the area and don't always be focused down the scope because stuff can sneak up. <laughs> Never know. 38 under 50. Alright, so this guy is dead. Uh, if you want to see how many rounds hit him just for brevity, you can. One. So one round hit him. One is enough. He's not going to get any more movements as you shot him in his Talk face. That's two headshots right in a row. Everybody that you guys can see is oh. dead. Yay. Uh, as you kind of move, are you going to Move the vehicles down into the camp. Um, hey guys, you ever seen House of a Thousand Corpses? No. no. I saw that movie. Boom. Hills, have, hills have eyes. Should we, go back, eyes. should we go back and get Bullseye? Bullseye, no, you're up in a tree. What are you doing? I'd it's like your to turn. Do a look, listen. You guys move in. I'll go get him. Okay. It just gives him plus 10. Yeah. Is that has already it. added in? The yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, 50 or 45 minutes. I've seen but, that. for what I needed. Uh, as you're kind of looking down the scope, you kind of pan back, and as you come back to where he is, you see another woman just kind of burst out of the, the building that he fired into. The, she's covered with blood. She kind of bursts out on the porch with what looks like a some kind of handgun and like leaps off the porch and just starts running across the camp away from Montana. Calm down over there. You can take a uh, shot I'm at I'm going to say right now, I think they may, there is possibility that they have hostages. I don't know who's going to tell to tell who's who. I don't know if I should let her go or take the shot at it. That's Are you considering the whole camp hostile? I'll take a shot at it. Alright. I have no problem. Anybody who does not lay down arms is considered hostile. At this point. Head spikes are not, not in the Lazarus project. You braced? Yes. Yeah, so he's good. Prime position and Yep, so go ahead and give me a D10 quick kill. Three. You just shot this woman from the elbow down on her right arm is gone. She kind of spins because the round hits her so hard and kind of crumples in the center of the camp. 
right near the fire. So hers, that's the only person left alive in the camp is hostile, so I have nothing. She's bleeding, so go to BB and Coop as you guys kind of zip over the hill and kind of pull into the camp in both vehicles. Do I see the lady? Yeah, you see her kind of squirming on the ground. You see where her arm is blown off and a gun laying next to her arm. Right, uh, get out and... Do I see, does she still have a weapon? No, the, the weapon arm is blown off. Oh, okay. Uh, try to... I'm gonna try to knock her out. You just gonna run out and rifle butter? Yeah. All right, so just roll me a strength check. 85? Jesus Christ. Yeah, you probably fractured her face. <laughs> well, She's out. She's not going to win. That's probably fine. She is bleeding like hell from one I'm going to get to work on that. Over. All right, so give me a medical. You can either stabilize it just to stabilize her, which is on your med sheet, or you can kind of heal it. It's up to you. It's right here. So this will tell you what they do. I do suggest we do this. Uh, I'll try to sweep the area, and recover the ammo from all the hostiles. Alright, so you've stopped the bleeding. She's not going to die here out so, in the snow on you. As long as you keep a watch on her. Okay. Bullseye is a half mile back. You can either have him come uh, in on foot or send uh, somebody back to get him. I'm going to drive around and get him. Okay, so it's going to take well, you a few minutes while well, they sweep the area. Alright, so everybody that. Coop is working on your, your one survivor, so while he's doing that, the rest of you give me a look, listen. Of the, the oh, three of you that are there. I finally got my look, listen. 15 under 50. I'm going to allow Bobby Bullseye to roll two because you're still covering until you're picked up. 42 out of 45. Uh, one. <laughs> God. <laughs> All right. So. As you guys are kind of watching, moving through buildings, clearing them, Bullseye, you're kind of looking through your scope and kind of looking as you kind of dance off the camp and move a little further past it, you see, imagine this is a tree, you know, you see a kid, probably 10, 12 years old, standing like this, kind of half looking out from behind that tree. We doing an explosion dice? Does he have anything yes. that you can see in his hands or No. Alright, yeah, there's a little beyond the camp, there's a kid behind the tree. It's unknown if he is holding a weapon or not. Proceed with caution. Notice I'm bringing up the bonus pound there. Um, I'll I'll move out on that, sir. Get him. I have faith. Yep. One way or another. I'm child, gonna move out. Child or not if he's hostile. Yep. I held her for nine hit points. Okay. She's gonna live. Yeah. You you seal up the stump and work on her and use very little of your medical supplies and you still managed to. Uh, do you want to bring her conscious or you want to keep her kind of under? We're gonna wait. Okay. All right. So about then, uh, Captain Reese pulls up in the uh, vehicle and you can. You kind of hop down, jump in, and are heading back. What are you three doing about the report of the... I'm going to move out on it, the kid. Okay. Uh, roll me a look lesson. <laughs> hey, 82. Tell that kid I, I saved her life. She's not going to die. 
Hey, right. buddy. So as you move out, you're just not seeing him. Uh, are you going to call out, or are you just trying to track him, trying to find him? Uh, first, I'm going to try to find him. And All right. See how it is. I'll give you one more chance, one more roll as you kind of move in. Uh, one. So you move in. Of course, Bobby is now coming back, so he can't really tell you where he is because he's now returning. So you literally walk past this kid. And as you kind of turn, he's literally hunkered. He's kind of squatted down against the tree. He's shivering. And, hey, buddy. Uh, he's literally with you could reach out and grab him by the hair. Right. I'm going to squat down and say. He's looking at you with a look of absolute terror on his face. As you yeah, reach I'm out to him, he, uh, he kind of, his lips kind of curl back and you see his teeth are filed. Ugh. But he doesn't run. That's a good way to keep the path increasing. Just saying. Captain, he is one of them, but I don't but he's something. think he's young enough. He's not dangerous. If Still proceed with caution. I will leave it in up to you if he uh, makes any hostile action. He is still considered part of this group. So you got any gun on him or nothing? No. I would See if you can bring Come him. Come on, let's, we got to head back into town. Give me a uh, charisma roll. Okay. Eleven out of eighty-one. He's apprehensive, but he stands up and takes a hold of your hand. Uh, you notice now that he's barefoot. I give him a piece of gum. Look, you give him a piece of gum. Give him a piece of gum. He looks at it kind of weird. He sticks his mouth and eats it and swallows it in about 10 seconds. Now he's going to have that gum in his. That's a lot. <laughs> he, uh, you notice he's barefoot and there's a puddle of urine already freezing where he was standing. Carry him out of the snow. Okay. He is, he, as you pick him up, he's scared shitless. He is scared. He doesn't resist, but. There's kind of a weirdness to him. You're not sure what's going on with him. He's probably half froze, half starved. You don't know. Uh, Any of the houses you find that isn't a isn't a total. It's pretty much thumper and uh, that kind of swept the houses. Uh, Anybody that be out there laying in the snow dead, you got the the night before (laughs) when they came and tried to rob your fucking bullet hole. So everybody's dead, and these are very meager cabins, and although there's a lot of human body parts around, the cabins are very neatly kept, Uh, and each has like a small area that using panels off old cars or whatever, there's like a a fire built with a odd kind of piping for a flue, so they're warm, and those are the trails of smoke that Bullseye was picking up, looking through his scope. I'm gonna go to one of the one of the cabins that doesn't have blood spat. Yeah, <laughs> and we're gonna go inside and try to get the kid warm. Okay. Do you set him down? Yeah. He just kind of stands there, and and he's just kind of eyes glazed over. Um. Sit there and I'm going to just sit beside him, get warm. Alright, what is everybody else doing? Driving up. 
imagine it takes me a while to fix this lady here. No. Sir, should you really think about the hands on spikes and stuff, or we just don't leave them kind of where they are? With the storm coming in, I'm not worried about it. This hey, is only temporary shelter. When we leave, we'll leave it as is. Help me bring this lady over to yes, you. Sir. Although, check for survivors and... They've already swept the camp. There's, You've that got one a woman dude. with part of an arm and a kid. And that one dude who was uh, spiked up that was still alive, is he still... Okay. By the time all this has gone down, he's dead. He's okay. Passed. I was wrong. I had a different one. My bad. He's got charcoal so, flavored condoms. Charcoal, you guys are stupid. <laughs> well, sometimes I wish I didn't hear the fact that you guys are talking about it. Recover all useful <laughs> items that we can before the storm gets. We're going to shelter up here and. The cabins are warm. As soon as it blows over, uh, we're the hell out of this. Montana turned one into a, a pretty nasty. There are a total of five cabins here. Uh, I say we all stay in one I call together. not it, sir. I call I not slushy one. <laughs> not the slushy one. And I ain't bucking with no kids. You did notice in one of the cabins there's actually kind of like a crow's nest built into the cabin where you climb up a ladder and there's there you a go. makeshift chair. Uh, almost like a widow's kind of thing on an older house. Mm -hmm. And although it's open, you know, they, you, they've obviously used it for someone to kind of get up and keep a watch kind of thing. You do find several decent pots and pans. If somebody wants to start keeping a list of things, I, I have a list of useful items since you brought up saving those. Several decent pots and pans. Very nice uh, copper tea kettle. Several boned and hand Bone saws, wood saws, although there are uh, human remains on them. Uh, Do we go and take those, really? You find several find necklaces on the guys you search, uh, made of human bone. Uh, well, the weaponry is crap. If you want it, I'll list it off for you for trade. Uh, crap trade weapons. There are three twenty-two rifles. Uh, all of them single shot. There is one uh, 9mm rifle and it looks like it's kind of makeshift like this person took another gun apart and made it so it doesn't fire very well but it does have a clip of 9 rounds. You find two handguns, a 45 with no bullets, you're not sure if it works. Uh, the one guy that fired the shotgun that the round kind of cooked off, uh, you find a shotgun with 18 shells, but the shells are iffy at best. The shotgun is, God knows, until you put a decent round through it. Uh, several bone-handled knives, and you can assume the bones are humid, but they are big-ass knives. Uh, in the cabins, you find several bowls made of human skulls. Yeah, we'll leave those. Uh, you find several human skins, some with rough, odd tattoos that have been kind of cut off and staked up in these cabins, almost like art. I'm going to get out my book and I'll make tattoos are. Okay. Uh, some basic silverware, 
uh, and we'll say uh, the, the, the find of the day is a five gallon jerry can with full of a base gasoline that they are using to run the generator that you kind of stumble across and although that's not a there's a power cord that runs into one of the cabins which happens to be the one you guys call the slushy cabin <laughs> and it is hooked to a cb radio flip the radio on and see what we can okay so you gotta fire the generator up to do that and this generator you know, it's 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 clunky but it'll run do you want me to try to start the generator? Start the generator, see what we can get on that radio. I cannot start this generator. He goes out and, and cranks and pulls and cranks and pulls this some bit. I think this start. part was supposed to go to something before and I ripped it off. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well we will hook that C B radio up into one of the vehicles at some point. Okay, the storm is now starting to hit. So let's uh, bunker down together. Is between the five cabins there is quite a bit of firewood. Are you going to quickly gather all of that and bring it into the one you are staying in? Sure. Sure. Uh, it's going to be a tight fit for all of you, including your two, but it can be done. While, uh, they're, while they're out there doing that, can I throw camo nets or if we have them for the vehicles? Uh, you, you have one camo net each for the vehicles, so yeah. Uh, you have the camel and then the winter camel, which is basically the nets with the white strips thrown. Yeah. So give me a, uh, I believe that's a skill on the sheet. Uh, camo. I read it. Yeah. So the Hummer's not that great because it's so big, it's kind of clunky, kind of how the FAB, you kind of, you're able to more... I think you used the wrong one. Yeah, you might have switched the, the, <laughs> the nets, but this, it is now blazing snow. Uh, it is cold. There is thunder and lightning. Um, it is almost like a thunderstorm. There are lightning cracks and then sounds of thunder that just rattle the woods. I mean, it's almost like being under a bombardment of fire for a while. It, it, it really just beats the hell out of the, this area. Uh, so by 8 o'clock at night, you guys have been hunkered down here for about six hours, and three feet of snow has fallen. Uh, it is drifting over some of the cabins, although the, the cabin you've chose, uh, its facing is east. So... Although the back is kind of drifting over, other than around that vent, which is warm enough to keep the snow from building, so your smoke is pouring out. Is this uh, the one with the crow's nest in it? Yes. Uh, th it is really bad. The weather is horrible. We're just going to hunker down through this, because if there is, even the damn animals didn't want to ran from this. Yeah. Anything that's out in this is so desperate. I want, who, who has weather sense? Somebody had it. Roll me a d12 there, Commander. Uh, I got a 12. I don't know if that's, that's good or 12 bad. 12 hours of blizzard-like <laughs> conditions. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's cold out there. 
Well, crack out some MREs, and if any of you are adventurous, yep. there's plenty of meat around here. <laughs> 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 Sir, if it's all right with you, I'd rather take a look at some of those guns, see if I can clean them up and get them in a working order. I also have that. Repair. Yeah, you have two of them, so. Uh, you so you guys going to have a, if you guys are going to eat, that's one MRE a piece, or you can have two. One is sufficient, two um, is better. I'll some off ours, because we already broke them. If somebody has cooking, they can try and spice them up a little bit and make them taste better. Not this guy. If it's all right with y'all, I'd rather have two. This is my first meal in 200 years. <laughs> one, two, three, four, I'll five, stick to six. One. Are we feeding the little kid? Probably I would like to. We are feeding the hostages. Let's interrogate the mom whenever. Well, he's kept her under. Uh, do you want to take a look at this kid, Coop? Yep. Right. These kids. Give me a medical check on he's the kid. Up. <laughs> you know why? 40 under 82. All right. Well, the first thing you notice, he's horribly malnourished. He's in shock. Okay. Uh, you should probably give him some medication to kind of calm him down. His heart's going about a bazillion miles an hour. Here, if you can get him to relax and eat, you can probably pull him out of the shock. One of the things you do notice is that he shakes all the time. Uh, that is a sign of cannibalism. He's got Parkinson's. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Might be Parkinson's. Can't be easy. They got Parkinson's. Or he eats people. Hey, Connor's officer. I don't think we should take them with us, and I don't think we should leave them here. They're a danger to the next person who walks through. Is that within our code? They are not. Um, using the force on us, so we cannot use force on them, and we cannot restrain them if we're going to leave. Well, we can, because they're going to go back to We can't restrain people. So what we do is we just have them go also, outside. We also, A, it's a kid, so he was probably given the food given to us. Yeah, and, and he ain't B, big and strong enough to be hunting nobody. And B, the woman was probably also just trying to survive and was maybe captured and held hostage. a gun in her hand. And now she can't run a gun. But she did run away. Well, I'm just saying, let's uh, let her bring, halfway bring her out to where she's not going to bring her out enough to talk to her, but if she's get ready to dose her if she goes crazy. Go ahead and bind her. Put her feet By now you're about six hours into this 12 hours of storm. Uh, you're going to have to send two people out to kind of dig out the front of the cabin. Uh, and if you don't stay on stop on top of digging around the vehicles, it's going to be fun to get to. fun to get them out. I'll so. volunteer. Yeah, I will too. Watch out, one of the right, shovels. So you two, damn it, kind of uh, yeah. That's the lucky <laughs> gives you a little shovel with the bullet hole in it. <laughs> it's like seven shovels. <laughs> as you as you got kind of doing your thing, uh, I'll come to you. But right now, go ahead and just kind of. Make a plan as to to what you're uncovering first, which vehicle, because right. dig to the shovels. Dig to the <laughs> okay, shovels. so your first hour is spent digging into the wherever the, the shovels are. Okay, in the FAV, I think. Cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
All right, for the so you bring you use some some of your medication to bring her up to a kind of a twilight where she starts to come to. Okay. Uh, her eyes kind of roll forward and she looks a little panicked at first. Uh, she looks at her arm and kind of screeches a little bit and starts to flail, but she's just too far, too weak from blood loss, and you've got her at a, 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 on the edge of sedation, so she doesn't have a whole lot of strength. Hey. I look at her and I say, do you speak English? She looks at you and then says, yes. Why are you cannibalizing humans? Don't understand. Don't know. Why you eat people? I'd be rolling if I wasn't digging right <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, she kind of looks at you with an odd look, almost like, why would you ask me that? And she says, we eat what we hunt. You hunt people. We hunt food. All food. Communications are broken down. I look at you and I'm like, I saw all the big ass game here. They willingly go after this. I, like I said previously, conduct officer, they are a danger to everyone here. <laughs> once we leave. Damn. Both sides listening to others. Hands free out there going digging with my skull bolt. <laughs> Where'd you get that? You can't use that. Is there another one in there? Yeah, Alright, I, I look at her and say, would you eat other things if they were available? I eat what? What are you, whipping your dick out in the middle of a podcast? You're scaring me. Is I got. Sorry, yeah. folks. The commander <laughs> just stood up and started playing with himself. There. Whoa! Uh, okay. Oh, this is too small. Like he says, this. "Would you eat other things yeah. like my dick?" <laughs> 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 wow! Talk about role play. He's really getting Real, into it. Really? Never been. Yeah. 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 Get in there, Matt. No. <laughs> uh, I'm not that deep into this. Oh, man. Man. <laughs> Folks, uh, for this episode, this will be the first and last. She says, we'll... Someone tell we'll, me when he's done. He's, he's done. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I don't want to know. Uh, that special spot. I don't, what is it? Hey, oh, it's for the hamstring. Can't you smell? He pulled a hammy, so he's been suffering. <laughs> you guys just got to experience <laughs> a whole bunch of Captain Butt there. That was great. Uh, I'm already with that. I got some bonus points for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I actually put some negatives up here for Mr. <laughs> um, she said, given. I, I know, Hunt, I... I Make clothes, food, squirrel, garden, baby, <laughs> little food, orders. <laughs> she points at the boy and says, "He first in 
camp first in line. Roll me a intelligence check there, medical guy. Forty-three. One of one of the sides of side effects of continued cannibalism is sterility. So this is not new. This is something that has gone on for quite some time. I don't tell anybody about. That. I know what we should do. Mm -hmm. We should drink a little bit. Hey, we do have 50 bottles of Jack. You two out in the cold, it is just snowing, and it almost seems like every three shovelfuls you pull out, you, there's an extra. Yeah, be outside where he was pulling his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow it was still in my face. Yeah, I you were by the window. I'm going to go get warm by the window and a bunch of captain butt right there. Uh, I'm going to scratch my eyes out. <laughs> you two are digging away. I need you both to roll me a listen check under your lip. Listen. Under 50. 64 over 45. Uh, Thumper, you hear an, an odd kind of whimpering sound. At first you think it's the wind and the, the thunder is kind of, now as the storm is the main head, Thunderhead of the storm is moving paper and coming from under one of the cabins. Hey, thing. you hear that? No. <laughs> hear what? You listen to shit again. You sure? <laughs> this sure. time as you guys listen, you, you hear it too. You hear a weird kind of whimpering. What is that? It's mm -hmm. an animal of some kind. Turd baby. It's a turd. Get him out of the port box. Sounds like dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go. We all got flashlights, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah. Let's do a quick. As you kind of go around this cabin, there's really nowhere to get. You have to dig to get a spot where you can look around. It seems like it moves away from you. Do you hear inside? You, it's in a different cabin. He's, that's why he's hearing it. A shovel, a block, and a flashlight. <laughs> you have one of those. You got all three of those. Have we got the shovels yet? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to start. I'm like, I'm, I hear something. I'm going to check this out. If you want to keep digging over there, that's fine. You stand there, or are you going to go help him? If he feels confident about that. I hear something whimpering. I don't know what it is. It sounds small. All right, so you stay at the vehicle. Roll me a, just roll me for sounds. Who told you that? 46. Okay. <laughs> Takes you a little while, and you're just about to give up. The snow is just piling down when you finally get a section of it to kind of collapse and fall back, and you're able to pull kind of a, a hole big enough you could stick your your whole upper body in if you wanted. I'm pull the gun out with the flashlight and do it. Okay, so your slide is yeah. going. Uh, you catch the glow of two green eyes, and as your flashlight falls on it, it looks like a full-grown husky or malamute, maybe. Uh, roll me a charisma check. Forty-five under sixty-five. Okay, he comes towards you, kind of gets almost to the edge when you notice something kind of restrain him, and you hear the clink of a chain as he seems to be chained under the house. You notice a bowl with some bones in it that probably are human. Uh, you do notice that this, although his 
big as a normal dog. He acts very much like a puppy. Yeah, the middle. Is he chained like the middle, or is he like on one of the uh, legs of the? He's building? chained from the middle, almost like there is a post in the middle, and probably some kind of hatch inside All the right. cabin. I'm gonna tell him. It's like, hey, I'm going inside real quick. I'm going to warn you that he obviously has tasted flesh, possibly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you go inside this cabin, kind of search around. Is this a slurry cabin? Yes. As you find the center of the cabin, you find a ring on the floor and pull it up, and he's there, kind of ears laid back, uh, tongue, tongue lolled out, and as you kind of open it, he apprehensively looks at you, but does not s skitter away. You can tell he's really never known any kindness, but he, he he's very eager to, his tail is wagging. His tail is wagging. Give me another charisma check. Uh-oh, that's where he bites his face off. <laughs> 78 over 65. All right, you keep reaching down trying to coax him up, and he just... He, he, he'll, he'll get this close to sniff, and he'll sniff your hand, and he backs away. Baby bird But him. he is big. Come here. You have to baby bird him food that he's used to, so take a bite out of your arm. <laughs> and then baby bird it too. Oh, take one of the 70 arms that are hanging around. <laughs> yeah. You mean the one I'm using as a back scratch? <laughs> got the one arm I'm using as a back scratch. <laughs> That's messed up. Can you give me a hand? What <laughs> else? One right. more charisma check, unless you're going to do something else. <laughs> I need a hand out here. Boom. Well, I'm going to reach down. I'm just going to hot lock him or unhook him. From okay. The post. All right. Come do whatever he wants. After All right. That, so. Do you shut the hatch or do you leave that up? Maybe shut the door so I have a warning before he runs out of lights. <laughs> well, he'll be coming from out from under that hole I dug. Oh, okay. Which is on the far side, so. You'll have a few seconds before. I'll, I'll, leave, I'll leave the hatch open and All right. back out. Start digging again. All right. You two both throw me a look listen again. Nope. Just do the whole thing. 81 over 45. You look up and the cabin's behind y'all, and you look up and kind of in the edge of the tree, you see this huge goddamn Malmute thing with a chain. It's a little bit, a little bit of pink, like blood on his snout, but he's ears kind of laid back, and he's kind of watching in the tail just to go on a hundred miles an hour. With the shovel, and how he got dragging the chain, how he got all the way around there, and you didn't hear him. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. <laughs> yes. You should name him Doby. But he is very interested in what y'all are doing. Approach this dog. I think we should just leave him be with a jar of peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> My dog I'm sorry, folks. Is, uh, <laughs> anybody that's members of PETA or the ASPCA, <laughs> please do not call me. Thank you. It's not harmful. We use the pet cobra. Cats are terrible. <laughs> so just leave him chained there. Well, he's unchained. He's, he's just dragging. He's just dragging around. Ten foot of chain. We can't do anything with it until he comes maybe, to us anyway. Maybe we should attach something to the chain and then walk around it. I'd say if he's cold enough, he'll come to us. Yeah. Oh, he's got a 
thick, thick coat of fur. Yeah. You should be sleeping with him. Yeah. After we get done with the interrogation, I'm going to go relieve one of those guys. Okay. So what? Is, let's go back to the interrogation now that we've kind of established they freed this animal. She, she, the, her last statement was she eats what is given to her. She keeps looking at the stump on her arm and she runs her right hand or, or I, can't, I think it was her left arm we shot on the left hand over the stump at her elbow and, and is kind of baffled that she isn't dead. Uh, she kind of looks at you kind of floating in and out. One she says, am I, am I dream? She looks over at the boy and says, Kiko, okay? Kiko. No, we saw Caleb's fucking teeth. Kiko. Yeah, you gave him two MREs, I believe, and he ate like he's never seen Kiko? food before. And I, I look at him and I say, well, say Kiko, is that what she said? Mm-hmm. I get her one. Kiko? She takes it. Uh, she's kind of... Uh, you know, very slowly, and it's running down her face, but she's eating it. You should feed it to her. Yeah. And you say Kiko to him, and he kind of perks up and looks at you while he's eating there, Montana. Montana. Okay. He's seeing, he smiles with those filed teeth. He just devours these two MREs, like his belly button is rubbing a blister on his backbone. What are we going to do about him, Chief? I already said my piece. It's up to the conduct officer. Can't kill him. Then we're so. either going to have to take them and find them another place to stay in with the settlement that could take them in because we can't leave them here to die because that's against our code of conduct. We, we oh, kill them. If we leave them here, why would they die? I'm seeing a lot of food. You can't leave them oh, people thing. to eat. Yeah. yeah, just put it outside. Don't keep <laughs> Either way, I'm going to go relieve one of the dudes. It's not like they, you, yeah, you, can, you can tell, Coop, that the, the commander is a little flustered. He kind of goes out and relieves. Uh, which one are you relieving? Which one looks the coldest? Probably the tree all day. <laughs> Him. Go ahead, and so I start shoveling. Bullseye right. Bobby comes in the cabin and... Just letting you know, wild man, they're big-ass dogs. As you kind of step around the Hummer, you see this huge Malmute-type creature. He was chained under the building. I let him out. He seems like, as big as he is, he seems like a puppy. He ain't called no harm, but it doesn't look like he's ever had friends. Can I identify what the hell it is? Uh, 29 out of 73. Under your zoology? He is definitely some kind of hybrid wolf. Uh, you're guessing that he's some kind of dire wolf. He's big, and that definitely is a pup. We, we got any uh, meat? If you could get him close yeah, enough where you can no, physically examine his mouth. Um, no, teeth, no, get a, yeah, well, you know meat. what? Fuck it. Uh, I go get a hunk of meat. What kind of meat? Arm meat. <laughs> I continue to dig. God, okay. And then I call him over. <laughs> you eat this. a charisma check. Fucking bullshit. Ot one. <laughs> he comes right over. 
I feed him. I try to examine him. He kind of sniffs it, and then he he eats it. I I let him check me out. I let him sniff me. Okay. Then what are you going to do? To get a really good example, you're going to have to get his mouth open, pull his lips back, get a good look at his gums. Put put your head in there. Well, I'm going to... I mean, imagine the biggest mouth you've ever seen. I'm going to try to just... First thing I'm going to do is get to the point where he'll let me touch him. Get okay, the chain well, the first time you touch him, he kind of backs away. I want to try it again. Here at the shoulder. Teeth about that big. Three pup. times as big. Yeah. As a pup. He's probably 140 pounds right now. Maybe more. You said that, and I was thinking. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try to get him to get the chain off of him. Okay, as you kind of reach around his neck. He panics and, and kind of tail under, yelps a little bit even, almost like he's expecting to be hurt, and just kind of drops and, and actually piddles in the snow. Well, I slow down until he relaxes, get the chain off. Okay. As you take that off of him, you notice, as you kind of, he lets you touch him, he's been whooped. He's, there's some wounds under the fur, there's some scarring. He's been poorly treated. Well, if you get the chain I'm off, I'm gonna basically just good boy him. And you start petting him, and he gets a lot calmer. Uh, within a few minutes of you petting him, he lets you pull his. He lift. His mouth is big, and uh, by examining his teeth, uh, roll me a zoology check again. Under uh, thirty under seventy three. This is a pup. He's probably four to six months old. Cut okay. his leg off, check his rings. Give him a name. Well, he, he's okay with you, but he seems more interested in Thumper. For some reason, he stays very close to Thumper. Hey, bud, you got your Mark in his territory. I pee on him. <laughs> <Some> dominance. <laughs> <laughs> and then at a month when he's a certain dominance on you. The captain shows everybody his ass and Thumper peeing on puppies. Great. I'm going to have PETA picketing outside. Is my it home. a dude? Is it a boy or a girl? It is a dude. It is a boy. It's any better than you are. Can't wait until he gets aggressive. <laughs> I think it's horny. Why? Oh, I'm just I'm guessing in the dark here. If you want, I can work with him. Train him. And I'm still smoking. Really, I have a mess. A small ashtray. Yep. He likes you. Really All right, back to or. shoveling. Okay. What do you mean back to? I've been over shoveling this whole time. Well, yeah, you're, you're about half froze. Go, go find somebody to relieve you. Mm-hmm. My, my turn. Who you want? Someone who ain't already done it. That ain't giving me an order to do. Who do you want, sir? Ah, uh, fuck. Well, Montana's next. Because. <laughs> Because BB is the NCO, so the next would probably be Montana. Yeah, Senator Mo- Senator Your Montana. turn, sir. Wake okay up. Okay to sit here, take a nap, be good. Oh, wait. I'll hang out. Hang on a second. Yeah. He follows you. <laughs> Don't mind this. <laughs> as, you, as you guys watch this <laughs> ginormous Malmute walks into the cabin. <laughs> I don't trust him. His tail stops wagging as he walks up and sniffs each one of you. He sniffs all over Coop and then just his tongue just licks him across the face. Oh, it's a 
surprise, I guess. <coughs> He's been eating oh, hey. <laughs> he, he knows what he likes you. He's iffy about you, but he, he, he sniffs you out. And Montana, he likes Montana. So he likes all. I rolled a 12 on him, so he, that's why he's cool. kind of bonded with cool. him. Can you take a look at him? He might be so, a little low. He, he got beat pretty hard. We kill the dog and eat it. Boy, I'll whoop your ass. And it's been eating people. Does that mean it hurts us to eat it? Probably. Coop's kind of trying to look him over, and the dog just doesn't trust him enough to, to let him get, other than touch him, he's, he's, he's not real keen with him. We're going to go back. And we're going to go kind of curl up in the corner. And you have a great big pillow to lay on. Well, I'm just more working up against the wall, just giving him scratches, trying to, you know. He's digging it. He seems very starved for attention. Is the, the Put the peanut butter away. Kiko. No. Kind of looks at him like, uh, you know, you can't believe you've brought him into the. Yeah. You, know, you can just tell him kindness of any kind. Either, right? Side of compassion. Yeah. Uh, but Kiko kind of sticks, hovers around Montana. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Montana. so Montana is he's kind of dozing over there in the corner before he goes out to shovel the snow. You come in and tell him, you know, hey, it's your turn. Yeah. Commander wants you out shoveling, so Montana, as you get up, get your coat and stuff on, Kiko gets a very strange look of fear on his face. Starts to follow you toward the door. No, 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 it's too nasty out there. Lay it on my bedroll. Make a nice place for him to lay. They sit in here by the fire where it's nice and warm. You and your mommy. That's not his mother. You and the caretaker. So as you kind of slide out to... Uh, go with him you and, your wet and shovel. Kiko ends up sitting, sitting by the fire. Montana, wake up, man! Stand up or something if you're gonna. <laughs> uh, so you guys are out showing. You get the vehicles uncovered. It's gonna be snowing all night, so you're gonna have to take shifts and uh, shoveling snow. But the snow after 12 hours by. Eight o'clock in the morning because of someone's roll. <laughs> the sun is up, the snow has stopped, but everything is blanketed about six to eight feet of fresh snow. Uh, where you kept shoveling, there's maybe a foot of fresh snowfall. One snowman. Just drive them out from that. Yeah. And uh, I'm talking drifts of six to eight feet. There's areas That's where it's going to be some slow ass going. Yeah, it's going to be slow going. Do we have tire fuel. chains? Do we have enough room in the We got chains. Oh, no, we do. We yes, the hummers will take some time to turn them in. The animal probably follow. Yeah. But that's up to you guys. So it is 9 o'clock, and we have approached our time for our break, folks. So we're going to take a break in the action. Let everybody stand up, stretch their legs and stuff. Uh, so we'll be right back. We're taking a break. And we're back. We've got our bathroom break out of the way. It was just a blip for you guys, about 15 minutes for us. I gotta pee again. Alright, well, go shake the dew off the lily. I'll just stay here. <laughs> sit there sopping wet. Okay. <laughs> so, in the couch, puppy dire wolf thing. It keeps us sleeping on my feet. Uh, through the night, everybody takes shifts. Shoveling to, like I said, keep the snow back. 
And it, uh, it's about 8 o'clock in the morning and there's a lot of snow out. It's going to be slow going. Uh, I am tracking your fuel. Uh, you have burned about four gallons. So, But we found a gallon. I'll let five you know when you five. get it. So five of questionable, but if we put it in the the Humvee, it'll probably run on nothing. It'll that thing will run on piss for all. Yeah, the Humvee, the Humvee will run on just about eight. If you put it in now, it'll just be you'll get thirty-five gallons of crap. Yeah. Uh, just a little. Yeah, you got to mix it in now. Might as well. All right, I'll add the five to the total. Room in the Humvee for everybody and the people. Well, the big ass dog will probably have. Yeah, he just. Well, as slow as we're going, yeah. Oh, I mean, you may wander off. You don't know if you're. You lay right on top of the damn truck. Just take a worm and throw it behind us. FAV. One of us will watch the two. the And we'll see if we can find a settlement where they can at least be productive. So you're bringing Kiko and this woman, who, as far as I know, you've kept it. Sedated, or are you bringing her to full consciousness? I didn't think we were taking them here. I think the captain's concern is if he leaves them there, they have nothing but human flesh to eat. He's got them this point. I think what he's hoping to do is drop them in a civilization where maybe they have a chance to uh, learn a different type of survival. Some different palate. Because we are under Code 5, we must aid and assist all people. Thank you. That's why I kept asking the comic I mean, officer. Are they really people that are You guys can talk it out. I don't care. Whatever so, you do. as of right now, as long as hostile, we have to follow code, code right, of conduct. So, I'll ask again. Do you bring her to full consciousness then? Sure. So, your supplies? All right. She seems uh, very timid, although she is very strong. Uh, she has a, a kind of a survival... With one arm? Instinct. So as, as you guys are packing your gear, she comes out in a parka that she had in the cabin. Uh, she's probably warmer than you guys with uh, all the furs and stuff she has. Tico, uh, however, just gets a, like a parka. No shoes, no anything. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Someone like should that. like, you know, like give them like some human skin underwear or some shit. I give them a pair of my socks. You know, there's always Thump's dog. <laughs> <laughs> He'll have to ride in the Humvee. I give him a pair of my socks. Keep his feet going. They go first almost up to his thigh. That's fine. How about his hands? Go to sleeves. You, did, you didn't get the you, when you were a kid. You know, had to have the socks because <laughs> you're poor. That's all the poor kid. <laughs> socks that you cut the five holes in? <laughs> no, but I did put have the socks on, then the sandwich bags, and then end of the boots. boots. Yeah, I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't that bad off, and I still did that. So. <laughs> oh, I wasn't being bad off. I was keeping the feet dry. All right, so we're fresh out of sandwich bags in the post-apocalypse, so let's yeah. just get going. All right. <laughs> All right, so you have... I got them in my box. So notes. I need to... Is the dog being allowed to just follow if he's going to follow, or yeah. so are you yeah. bringing him in the vehicle, or are you chaining him to the vehicle? What are you... I need to he'll, be with he'll be coming with us, and he can... Can we coax him into the back of the FAV if we have enough room? He's too big to ride in the FAV. Okay, then we're going to have to have him. He can fit in the Hummer, but then everybody's going to be kind of 
there's a lot of shit. It's going to be tight with him. When it comes through, something's getting hit. Mm. Yeah. You should just throw Skittles out behind them. You do have 25 feet of chain. You At the pace you're moving, you can chain him. You I'm want just to train him for now. Who wants to put the chain around? Close. I'm just saying. In my opinion. Although, uh, since you unchained him, he has been very... Uh, Maybe he's got well, a mommy out there. He's happy. You can tell he's, he's a have different, even within the six, eight hours that you've, he, his attitude, he's very much a pup and he's very much enjoying your company. Wait till he tries to play with you. Mm -hmm. I got his name. What do you name him? Willie Pete. Willie Pete. Brisket <laughs> oh, too. After a white fox grenade. <laughs> we can teach him how to take something and drop. Well. So we're just gonna let him follow them. Yeah. yeah hope yeah. we don't run off. Okay. How how fast with this? With the plows and stuff, uh, he he seems to have no trouble keeping up with it. How tall do you say this dog was? All right, guys. I have a gold. He's, a, he's about my hip at the shoulder. He's big. He's 140 to 160 pounds. Well, I'm asking how fast you guys are going because I'll actually when we first start, if we're not going too fast, I'll kind of walk in the back. You're not. They're going faster than that. Okay. I mean, you could hang. Your pet horse just has a hang. You're up in the gun ring anyway, so you can kind of keep right. whistling at him and keep him close, and he can see you. Yeah. Okay. Right. About five miles. So. Roll me a d12 then. Let's me? see if he runs off or if he's going to stay. This is where you must do. Ten. Twelve. Oh, he likes you. I don't know why. He stays. Just kind of trots around, follows the vehicle. Occasionally, he's uh, when you guys slow or stop for one reason or another, you guys will feel the back of the vehicle move as he kind of raises up on it and snuffs at him or sticks his head in the, the his big snout in the window or something. Give him scratchers. Keep happy. All right. So, in approximately seven miles, there is a park. That was here, and there may be the remnants of a ranger station. So that would be worth our time to see. All right. So um, while we're driving, should somebody be trying Reese? to hook up the CV? Because they were talking to somebody. Uh, Ninety-three. All right. As you come into what the remnants oh, of the park, that, you see no like ranger station. Nothing. In fact, it's so overgrown. Other than where the road original roadbed passed through, this is really overgrown. All right. Uh, so that means I need the drivers both to just give me a, a drive check and no fumbles. Ninety-one. I'm gonna re-roll that. Uh, that's not a fumble. Oh, no. Ninety-five. Before yeah. you do. So although you're fishtailing all over the place and oh shit, it's there's a bumpy drive. <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys are making headway. Right. So you cover that 10 miles. Uh, that was about 7. Let's see, the next, within 10 miles we will reach an old, or er, something on the map called Aurora. New Mexico? No, yeah. it's, it's so a small town. town. It's a small town. Uh, 64. As you kind of come through this area, you see just a, the ruined remains. Uh, this has been un, unoccupied and overgrown for a very long time. So it wouldn't even be worth scavenging. Uh, within you the next two miles, we will hit Amherst. 
this. That is on my list. Do you see any ruins for uh, any gas stations? It's always worth taking a look. It was five minutes. Uh, all right, we'll take time to do that. All right, roll me a look lesson since you called it out there. Montana, roll me a look lesson. 50 out of 45. You don't see any. All right, while we're here, since I know we have, uh, since it's overgrown and uninhabited, I'm going to do a quick Corsairy track wildlife, see if there's any game nearby. Okay. While he's burning well, up all that time. You realize you got to stop and get out. Well, isn't he burning up time to search for a gas station? Well, not I'm really just looking at him driving oh, through okay. the remains well, and the ruins. If, if we're going to stop, I'll go try to forage for food. All right, well, you haven't stopped yet unless you, right. you're the commander, so you can you tell us to do whatever you want us to do, sir. Well, this As is you're moving toward Aurora, you do see some smoke trails in the, in the distance. Uh, are you going to just approach? It seems now you're seeing <coughs> wagon tracks and this section of road coming from east to west has been used. You see some trails coming out of different directions in the woods, all kind of coming into this apex of this once old roadbed. So this town is active, and you're within about three or four miles. Do you want to just ride up, or are you going to send the FAV? You're going to. You're the forward, forward scout. I think we should approach cautiously because the last settlement we came across. So let's put a little bit of a. Is there a lot more smoke than there was the last settlement? Mm hmm. What, what's your call, bud? Whatever you say, sir. No, I'm asking you guys because uh, it is ultimately no, my decision. No skulls on pikes or anything? But not that you've seen. Some of you guys might be, you know, subject matter experts in areas that I am not. <laughs> I see. I'm going to have to say, uh, let's keep going. Why stop? Every time we stop, bad things happen. Because they might have some gas. Miles. That's the biggest thing I'm worried about. We need to secure fuel. We yeah. at the rate we're going, we will not that make crappy our fuel and the snow and stuff. This twenty some miles has cost you four gallons of fuel. And going with our consumption that we're doing to make it to. And the fact we keep on picking up useless people. I mean people. Well. And animals. Well, dog is there a daycare too? The dog isn't. The dog is just following us. So that's argument. Maybe we should have him pull us, sir. I was going to throw that sir on the end. Let's make sure. No formalities. All right. Well, let's approach. And before we go, scout it out with scopes and stuff before we get there. He's probably got the best view with his sniper scope. What's around? So within a mile, you're going to have to climb up a tree. Always fine. So or you can just run up, up a, go up a hillside. We'll just go up a hillside. Yeah. All right. Let's we'll get into a crown brace position. 23 under 45. All right. So looking in, the first thing you notice is a wall all the way around the city made of wrecked cars and telephone poles and no state heads or anything like no. that. No. There is a main gate which appears to be open. You do see a guard tower on the main gate there, uh, with people in it. Is there an old guy there? 
You don't know until you get close. Yeah, screaming match. I take a gun and like not. Guys, I say we proceed with caution. I do not see an absolute threat due to our last. Are, are there any guns up there that you can see? Like yeah, there there's armed guards, but you do see people guards, moving in. There's no mounted gun or anything up there. Oh no! All right. Well, let's head on in. Captain, should we show our force, or should yeah. we? Keep it hidden. I would suggest let them know that we're. I, I wouldn't worry too much about it. I suggest we go in as is. That we let them know that, but we, we let them know we don't want no trouble. But we let them know that there will be some if they. Our markings all over the cards. And yes. Stuff. And the little white letters. The the phoenix symbol and the little white numbers and letters. We got pamphlets we can hand out. <laughs> should we? Uh, no. Should we cover? <laughs> Our symbols and stuff. Cause I mean, they've already scavenged some of our stuff before, so maybe we. You don't know that who scavenged. You're assuming those hot you killed the day before were all right. dressed the way these cannibals were. So. Well, let's let's move our way in, and we will deal with it as we get there. Because I don't see the markings on our vehicles being an issue. About how many smoke signals? I think they would be more well, concerned. It's definitely a larger way. village. So you're guessing with Bullseye's description of what he sees, uh, there's probably five or six hundred people in there. Oh. How much ammo do we have? Bet. Enough. Okay. We got your names. Worry about the shaft. Is what we, we just have to make sure everyone gets really close together before they're on. Shoot them. I don't blame to kill everyone. I'm just saying, I got it. You throw a Twinkie out when they all run no. out to fight for Yes. Them. The Twinkies are for special times. <laughs> <laughs> Killing 80 people with one shot is a special time. Not like anybody's birthday. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse yeah, me, it's the next it's day. It's the day after. We're tired of hearing about your birthday. Everybody's getting a referee. I think we should come with the extra. Listen, you ain't getting a Twinkie for the past hundred years. What makes you think you're going to get one now? <laughs> Fifty push-ups. Redman. That's our Redman. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> That's the warning card. Never know when you'll be able to turn them in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> God. Can right. I get a little yellow flag on the other side? Fuck up. Up. <laughs> so, uh, is there a warning system in place? Like, is it like? Yeah. Oh, hey, I'm sorry. This is the warning. <laughs> throw in the throw the yellow card. Yeah. The yellow card. All right, as you guys move up closer, of course you pick up bullseye and. So we, you uh, decide to just come in with the gun ring mount and all that. Should we try to wire the CV radio outside? Somebody mentioned someone. something about doing that, but then nobody ever followed. Well, he, he, meant, he wanted to do it, but the guy who could do it was driving. Yeah, so, so that might Next be something. Also a decent well, I, I bet we could I use we it. Do it outside and see if we pick yes. up anything. See what we hear. Do you know how to operate a CV? You like command go Tango Niner. I have an idea. How about we do it? So you guys are going to stop before you go in? Is that in? going in the FAV or the Hummer? Hummer would be better. All right, give me your uh, electrical engineering roll no, there. Electric battery Select. and the electric one cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a 66 under 81 will work. Yep, so within a few, just a few minutes of him splicing some wires into the auxiliary port on the 
Hummer, he gets the CV to crackle to life. Good job. You remember Red or Ghost Red? I'll What's never, Red? I'll never be able to hear the Katy Perry's version of Purple Rain again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a thing. No, it's not, but I'm assuming in the future. <laughs> it's like, that was a thing? I'm assuming in the future. I don't keep, I don't keep track of this thing, but that sounds terrible. So, you get the CB working. Thank you. All right. You want me to come use it? eat my dog. Well, let's we see. start time. Let's see. I'm starving already. That's radio outbreak. Yep. How's the radio up? Uh, not. 82 out of 45. That I can't seem to. Put on these kind of the button on the side. Hitting oh. buttons and turning channels and just not getting nothing. Yeah, to listen, you take your finger off <laughs> the button. Uh, you say over when you're done. Over. You're over. Your <laughs> big furry friend still following. Good boy. Well, it was a good idea, but what do I do with the dog inside? You're gonna let the little kids ride. Uh, that one's gonna be a tough one. Maybe we should bring it. See if we can bring him into the Hummer for that, and then that is like a. It's huge. <laughs> yeah, I don't want my Hummer to smell all right. like a dog. <laughs> yeah, how about for right now? That long. How about for right now? We so send send in a forward party. Okay. Not unless we get into town. We got two trucks. We should send we send a forward party. Who you sending, sir? The FAV, I think, is what we, he's we will about. send the FAV. I want you to watch rounds. from a distance. Oh, okay. get back on my hillside, then. I'll take you yeah, since you're forward. I'm not a good communicator. I got all the. I want you to stay with your your turd turd and puppy. Okay. All right. So it looks like one. He's staying. Take him. Who am I doing? Wait, and where's the kid in the? Woman, are they with us still? No, nope. yeah, they should probably stay back. So then we should leave him since he's got a good rapport with both the kid. Uh, I mean, it's not like we're gonna kill we'll him. Just take the keys to the house. So, you, Seth, John. You sure want to take the person's empty? Who? You, you, me, Seth, John. Forward observer? You literally well, just fix all the offers. He, so, he you, Coop, and BB is what you're saying. Yeah. Yep. You're going to take all the officers in the town and leave yeah. these guys out here? Yeah. Yep. I'll blow someone's arm off. Who's <laughs> <laughs> fourth in command? Everyone looks like they're, uh... You. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, you may probably first all class. All the time. <laughs> right, so we've right. got the XO, the CO. So, so we got the commander, the XO, and the NCO all going in to town. All right, so you roll up in the FAV. Who's I driving? John's re-rolling that. BB's re-rolling that. There we go, 22 <laughs> under right. 61. As you approach the main gate, you see three guys now kind of leaning over the... They're about 20 foot up in this tower along this wall. They're leaning over with rifles, just almost in a panic. Some of them are hollering down. Uh, the guy that's down kind of in the gate, as people are moving through, is like he takes one look at this vehicle rolling up, and he backs up and around the corner, and you can hear him yelling, Get out of the way! Who the fuck? 
What is that? Dark Commander? What did it do though? Let me in! Should we give him some some Space Commander? Like, you know. One of the guys, how, how close yards? do you pull up? Pull up to the gate. Right. right to the game. Right to the game. A little, little bit up to up to voice voice range. Fifteen yards sound good. Yeah. Okay. As you pull up, the three guys in the tower. One of them yells down. What's your business? Who are you? We're from Lazarus Corporation, and we are here the to what? Project Phoenix. They kind of look at each other. I gotta see the hands, all the hands. And they're kind of looking, and you hear one of them whisper, kind of under his breath, to the other one. I don't see anybody shaking. They actually have all their appendages still. <laughs> it's weird. He says, Where did you get that? And they point at the FAV. Found it. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice, ain't it? <laughs> yep. See, we're we're on our way. We just really want to pass through, but we have some things to trade. We need fuel. We traded Twinkies for it. You want one? Let me in. Where's where's his personal box? I got mine. I was gonna say if he's yours would be in the back. Yeah, I remember just watching from a distance. You see them go they around block Twinkie. You're like when you see you see this red dot kind of ride down and then. When the person's gonna be coming 900 yards away, and I'm gonna try to shoot him with a Glock. <laughs> yeah, I tried. I'm like, motherfucker, you're not the only one who brought Twinkies. <laughs> <laughs> you shoot another one with my Twinkie, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take me. That's your fucking. It's the apocalypse. They, they, they will die for a Twinkie. Right? <laughs> All right, so he's uh, they, he's kind of apprehensive. Uh, he says, well, you got to trade. And you hear the other one say, you can't. And they kind of start arguing about whether or not they could, should, they should stop you at the gate. Sounds like it. Maybe. Just thinking. You'll come in here and start no trouble. I haven't been aware of the people in the back before they really pick up. All the good shits on the all FAB. The all the good there. trade shit. Yeah. One of the, the, the guy that stepped around the corner now steps back around the corner and he's holding a Molotov cocktail in his hand with a wick hanging out of it that's burning. And as you guys kind of get clearance to, to come in, you see him just take his bare hand and kind of flip the wick out on the ground and stomp it out. That stupid. Hey, calm down. Are we, are, we, are we just? Are, we, are you yeah. gonna go on that list? Or? Still? We're on the we have stuff in here. Yeah, too. you got. You guys stay back. But like I said, the communication. Look, the whole thing's like protected by a wall, though. So as you go in, no one will be. <coughs> How about we do updates every thirty minutes? I, uh, you yeah. can move further up that hillside. You can just where leave you your damn radio hands free on. We can hear you. Like yeah, you guys are only a mile away. I just up to the guy. Where Where is the trading post? The what? The 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 whole town. We trade. You just you're stopping okay. the shop, sir. Where's okay. The gas? Where's the gas? <laughs> Where's the fuel? Who has fuel? There's several types of. I mean, you could see Morty down there on the square. Just follow the smell. You'll know when you get there. It smells like kerosene. All right. Thank uh, you, sir. 
He's just I'm taken aback by the way you speak, by the way you look. Uh, there's a lot I'm of like whispers. To them. Talk more hickey. <laughs> You don't smell like ass. I, I, come, from <laughs> I come from Indiana. Weird. Close. All right. So let's you pull in, the first thing that catches your nose is the smell of flesh cooking, and I'm not talking human flesh. I'm talking like mule deer, mule deer, some, some good food cooking. Uh, you see several guys uh, dressed in their their kind of furs and parkas and stuff. Uh, moving a, across the street, uh, each one of them has what appears to be some kind of pressed plate, like a tin plate, and they've stepped out of a place with this food and they're moving across the street. Uh, and as they cross into it and go into another building, you can hear kind of a ruckus and people talking and laughing. And yeah. uh, as you peer in, That's as you kind of nice. slowly cruise by there, uh, it appears to be some kind of tavern or inn, and they are right. consuming alcohol. Uh, oh, shit. You see a, several blacksmiths. You see two or three makeshift trucks and vehicles, uh, very hodgepodge together. Uh, you kind of understand now why you were getting the looks you were getting, because most of these Franken vehicles look very poor. And although they run, they do not look near as sharp and, and run as well as what you are driving into town in. So grab some extra fingers and switch some shit up. You see, you see uh, just about everybody <laughs> is armed. What catches your eye is you see these guys with what appears to be these yellow stained front parkas, these furs. They seem to be like the security. watch, the security. Uh, you can see him kind of accosting a drunk guy who's going to pull his gun off his belt and push him down the street and tell him, you know, you can come get that in the morning. Okay. And as you kind of enter to the center, the whole center of this town is trade goods. There's blacksmiths, there's leather workers, there's, you know, hide workers, there's guys selling, you know, junk, which, I mean, everything from broken toasters and... Uh, you see old TVs, CBs, radio Broken equipment, alternators. Broken alternators, uh, car parts. Uh, one guy has, for lack of a better term, almost like a, a used car lot, but they're mostly just hulks, four-wheel rollers uh, that have been kind of converted to be pulled by horses or oxen. Uh, you do see several liveries that are selling different types of pack animals, horses, uh, mules, some of those mule deer things you've seen, uh, they're very large, they make reindeer look small, I mean they're okay. just about everything you can make. You see a tinker kind of shop where uh, you actually hear a generator running and you can see light inside and different things, you know, little electrical things running and, and uh, okay. what catches your eyes in the window, you see uh, two barber chairs and these guys have actually working clippers and are giving haircuts and shaves. Uh, and as you kind of hit the center, the smell of raw kerosene and fuel hits you. And that's, that's where we're going. At oh, the back end of the village, there is basically a couple of fuel vendors dumps. You see these still type things distilling down raw crude 
making gasolines and kerosenes. Uh, you see a large tanker truck kind of hodgepodge together. Uh, it's got big tires on it though. They've made this monster vehicle and it doesn't take you long to figure out this guy probably goes out and, and looks for fuel and brings it back. Uh, you see a couple of pumps that are makeshift with hand pumps or uh, there is some oh, like electrical pump equipment here. We There's a lot of you, you can find almost anything <laughs> by looking through the shops. There's gun like shops, that. ammo makers, knife makers. Hey, talk to them. If they, well, we didn't want to scare you all when we came in. We got to go back and we get my drone. See anything with our logo right on it? Well, let's see if we can make a deal. Listen. Let's just try to make a deal. The less time we spend in this town, the better. I mean, we could come right back. Forty-nine. We're going, to, we're going to mark this as a fuel source. And I'd like to have an empty container. Friendly. So far. So far. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Well, so, let's go talk to dude and see what we can barter our way we'll for some fuel. Or some crazy shit. <laughs> what? They're Mormons or some crazy shit. Amish. As you guys pull up to this area where these fuel vendors are, this guy walks up. He's got this weird copper tank kind of strapped to his back. Uh, he's got several copper mugs mm -hmm. kind of hanging off his belt all around him. He's got this weird pumping device and he, he walks up and pumps something from this tank into one of the mugs and says, free sample for you, sir, and holds it out into the window. Thanks. Try it. Can you taste it? It is probably the most burn your hair off your feet alcohol you've ever tasted. Oh, he made moonshine. Oh, he made terrible, terrible moonshine. <laughs> 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 you got to trade out to trade a couple of bullets. You can get you a whole flagon of this. You needn't keep a cup. Oh. And he kind of smiles at you with his four teeth. Well, he says, I make this stuff keep you warm. You run your vehicle on it. You kill anything. You get shot up, bit up. This will kill anything that ails you. I believe you. He says, if you're rigid in the bowels, this will have you leave a Lincoln log the size of a brick. Well, this thing, this stuff is fantastic. If, if you want it, we got some nine millimeters just sitting. Oh, yeah, we got, we got these junk weapons. Uh, we got a lot of ten. I'm gonna offer him some of these. We got a whole these. box of good. Offer him. He said a bullet. Offer him one of those nine millimeter bullets. Yeah, a nine millimeter bullet right here. You two take out one of those bullets. He fills your mug up and hands it to you. You can keep that there mug. I'm making myself out of used used automobile parts. That's well, awfully kind of you, sir. In fact, <laughs> this guy seems to like <laughs> copper. Seems to like copper very much. Ask him what he'll give us for this tea kettle. You hold up the tea kettle. Yeah. Oh hell, that's nice. If you want to trade, I'll give you everybody, everybody in here. The other two, I'll give you a, a mug and a drink, and uh, I'll throw in one of these really cool shiny things. And he kind of digs around under his cloak and he pulls out what looks like a rear view mirror off the car. <laughs> what about? What about a large, just large barrel? A barrel? 
Yep. Hell, this is all I, I make this every day. I no, like it, just a container. Oh, an empty barrel? We're, we're in the market for an empty barrel. Can we get one for this kettle? Oh, sure. I don't have no empty barrels. About so. a full I'm barrel. Sure, I'm sure like I have that there tea kettle, though. You ain't going to get a, a full barrel for it. He says, I, uh, I'm... Mm -hmm. Okay. But I'd like to have that tea kettle. Here, you, you work that out. I'm going to go talk to the fuel guy. <laughs> It's just this is the fuel guy. <laughs> no, no, this is not a fuel guy. It's so strong that it could be. You ought to put a cup of this in there with it. This guy's all everything. You want to play a tent? Rocket fuel. Just blew up the side of gas. I get a big old log come out. I clear everything from a vehicle. Stuff with snake oil. What are we doing? We take a cup of this and put it in the gas tanks. We'll take that shitty fuel we found earlier and make it like rocket fuel. Straighten that lady out. We well, shot our arm off real He's really interested in that tea kettle. You work it out with him, see what you can get. I'm going to go. I'll give you a bullet back and, 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 and each of you a pill. I'll give you another one. I'll refill you. Then pour it under the gas tank. Jesus. How, how about sealed, get sealed containers of stuff that we can take? A lid on this cup? A uh, lid? What, okay. you going to walk around and carry it all day? Mm -hmm. You don't drink it. I'll go drink it right now. It's noon. It's noon. The town's on fire. What happened? Conduct officer said it was okay. You decide you want to have some more. You come see me. I'll trade you for that tea. Otherwise, I'll just enjoy your day. All right. And he kind of wanders off. All right. Well, let's go get our fuel. See what how much we can get for the stuff we that isn't crazy that we've salvaged from this camp. Alright. As you walk back there, uh, you see a kind of a metal sign and welded on it says Morty's. Yeah, let's go see Morty. I'm smelling it. And uh, you see one of those gas pump things that you see out in the farm. Well, jacks, you know, the oil yeah. rig kind of move them up and down. You can smell it. And as you walk up, you see this guy uh, he kind of hobbles out. He's kind of bent. His left arm probably is locked in the joint because it doesn't move a whole lot and he doesn't seem to use it a lot. But this guy is just leathery. Just looks tough as nails. Um, what, are you, what are you looking for? Fuel. He says, well, that's, you're in the right place. I, I make all kind of fuel. Uh, what he's got to trade, I'm really looking for Holy moly, that is one sharp looking vehicle. Yep, this is the one I need. You make that? Uh, no, but it was a gift. Well, I'd like to have your friend. That's pretty cool. Uh, would you sell it? Would you trade no. it? No. So no, we, we got a lot of traveling to do. We need this vehicle uh, very much. You need fuel for that there, pretty. Uh, yep, so a higher grade how fuel. How far are you going? All the way. <laughs> Honestly, to the other sea. We're going to try to go to Arizona. It. You'll never make it, but that's just that's not my business. Well, that, that, that's our task. How much fuel you want all the fuel you can get? Yeah. Good. Well, here. What do you got to trade? I got some pots and pans. I got some saws. I got a couple guns, saws. some bullets. Guns, bullets is good. Saws, what do you, what, what kind of saw? Wood saws. Saws, what do you, the, you got the, the saw with them. Is, 
I got a guy. What about this tea kettle? You ever seen that before? We got a guy named Saul. He kind of cocks his head and looks at you. I don't know. Do I look like I drink tea? You don't like yes. <laughs> you just filled up with and then, four twos over there. Right. <laughs> we, do, we do got some corn for trade. I don't understand. Corn. Corn. Like what? You mean like seeds? Yep. Like uh, seed man. corn. How much you got? I can do. I can. Well, how? How? how oh, oh, Lenny, uh, next, next door. What? We you. He says well, that's that's. I'm how much a pound of corn get us? Pound of corn. Pound of corn seed or? Pound, pound of corn seed. How much would that yeah. get us? Oh shit! Uh, I'd have to look at it and make sure it's good stuff. Got a Grow a bowl. Pull out a Hey, throw me one of those five pounders. Yep. Those are cracking on vehicle. Yeah. No, it's in this. Are vehicle. they in that vehicle? Oh shit! I thought I put them in the other. Nope. Yep. Yeah. I pull it out. Show them. Yeah. This is five pound bag. We got a couple more of these. He sticks his one good arm in, reaches, gets a handle, he snug. Oh, oh. How nice. We got some shovels and picks. How much you got? Well, we're still trying to figure out how much fuel I could get for one of these bags. Just one. I'll match uh, two gallon of fuel for every pound. That's a five gallon bag. So. Ten, ten yep. This this tank this one. He says you got some of we can fill up with fuel. Well, this tank right here is a hundred gallon, and we're only on thirty, so we need at least a gallon tank on the FAV. That's yeah. just hundred gallons on the Hummer. Yeah, yeah that's on the Hummer. Thirty gallon tank on the. Well, and we also would like to get some barrels. Barrels? That's gonna be hard. Oh. <laughs> the water vendor, he might have some plastic one. No. <laughs> what? Plastic is. Yeah, they threw the diesel wouldn't eat it up. Yeah, uh, the diesel. Yeah. Right now, man. I don't no, know. No metal barrels around town? Uh, fabricators might might have some or be able to make you some. Down there at Blacksmith, probably. I don't know. I've seen them around. I usually just pump vehicles or, or containers full. Well, we got the other He's vehicle we can just wheel up. Hey guys, uh, how about we how hey, about we do the deal? Okay. Let's do the deal and then we which can we carry? We got our empty fifty five. We've got sixty that we need to actually we got about seventy left in that one and we can guess it. So that'd be about hundred and twenty gallon total. Right, can, can can you give me about a hundred gallon? Sure tell you. Um, old man Baker, he got a big old tank. Just sitting out by the barn. I don't know what was in it, but it's a big metal tank. I tried to get it from a couple times. Well, can you handle a hundred gallon? I can handle a hundred gallon. Says so you're gonna put everybody in a bind around here, but if you got the seed, you got two hundred pounds of seed. Or, I'm sorry, fifty pounds of seed. We got fifty pounds of seed. And that'll get us all the way filled on both of our vehicles and the 55. So how about we do do the deal, start getting stuff filled. We're getting ripped off. Do you, do you have it still? <laughs> <laughs> hey, bullseye. Bullseye. Are you just up on the hill or are you in a tree? I'm up on the hill. Come walk in. Well, 
If you want to call them in, we can. Yeah, let's call them in and bring the second vehicle in, get it filled up, and. Are you and sure you want him mounted? Hey, uh, unmount your gun on the way in, but just have weapons that kind of ready. So you're calling them in? Yeah, we're okay. going to pay for it. We're going to get everything <laughs> topped up, get our barrel filled, <laughs> and then get on our way. Mm -hmm. Unless anybody wants to pick anything up else up right now, figure it out, and we'll try to barter while you guys are on your See way in. See if we can get some food, some rations. With got so what you got there, we don't need any of that crap. Man, there's nothing else. They're cooking a good meal here. It'd be nice for everybody to get a meal. All right, so as the Hummer comes in, the guys at the gate now are shitting bricks again. Uh, this time, though. Good morning, gentlemen. Me and Montana are slow. I'm slow. Or what? You might be. No, we drank a little bit up on the hill. Yeah, you guys are hitting the whiskey. Go <laughs> ahead, just a little bit. Uh, so as you pull up, they again are kind of panicking, but they kind of recognize your uniforms and, and your and the guy at the gate's like, "You with those other people?" We sure are. One, one of them comes down and says, "I don't know, man. It's, uh, be uh, dangerous, but." And you can tell he's kind of stretching it out, trying to hold you up. And for some reason, he's either wanting something or he's... You know, you guys have been real, real good to us. I'd like to thank you. I'll rest that bottle. Here you go, man. Give him half a bottle of whiskey? About two-thirds. Okay. They, uh, they all look at each other and then wave you through. And you can thank... You two for the, the entire city watch now disappearing to get drunk around the corner somewhere. Yeah. The guard tower is now unmanned. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is well, this is the shit that we found first oh, week, right? Yeah. The first day. Yeah. So the question is: Is a dog walking in with us? Oh, uh, no, yeah, the dog's in the, in the Humber. All right. Yeah. So literally, every window there's hair sticking out almost. <laughs> We are a He's site. a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> bark, bark. <laughs> We're going to have to get a trailer for him eventually so he can ride in the trailer. Mm -hmm. Well, trailer. if you say that while you guys are working on the way in, I'll ask dude if there's anybody. There was a person that built There the was a person with trailers. Let's go hit him up real quick and see how much one costs. All right, so you, you got the, the Morty stops you. He's like, you got the, the grain to do this. Yep. Yep. Fifty. Fifty pounds. We we give him. Not he says, ten he's bags. watching the Hummer roll. He goes, God damn, that's your too. Yep. That's got the thing that's going to store. Where do you guys get this? Uh, what do I have to Fe do? Phoenix Project. We're buried in it. Buried <laughs> with it. I tell him straight up exactly everything what we're doing. Phoenix Project. We are trying to uh, bring a little bit of civilization back to this country. And to do it, we need to make it to Arizona. Where? There we go. I, I pull out the big ass Less book and point. <laughs> we, are here. we are here. We need to get here. <laughs> he just kind of laughs. Yeah, good luck. We're going to try. I've never seen like this before, but okay. Um, I'll fill your vehicles up here and fill both of them. Yep, and the 55-gallon barrel that's in that one. He spits on his hand. 
and holds it out. I shake. You didn't spit. Oh. You didn't <laughs> spit there. I'll dip your hand in that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll dip it in the gas. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so he well, you leave your vehicles with him and you guys uh, kinda breaking off to the left. Somebody's staying with the vehicles. Okay. Gonna stay with the doggy. First thing he does is he goes over to the Hummer and when he, he he kinda walks around, he's looking for the fuel cap and when he finds it he looks up and sees this big head of this dog looking at him. Like look right at him and, and just like him. And I look at him and I'm like, Do you have you the see the dog me? growls at him and he kinda takes a step back, what the I, I look at him and I say, you seem to be getting up in years. We uh, rescued some people from a very bad situation. Would huh? you be willing to take them in if they were to do labor for you? Do you know anybody who's willing to take people in We don't in do slaves labor? in here. No, no we're not slaves. For, they, for we, we, we took out a cannibal camp and they had captives. What? The, camp, the, the eaters? Yeah. You yeah. got eaters? Oh, hell, they'll hang them around here. They'll just hang them. He says, you can leave them here. I'll turn them into the, to the, to the, uh, the law. And the sheriff will he'll probably string them up. Well. He says, where are they, where are they at? <coughs> we left them outside of camp because we figured you guys wouldn't like them. Roll me a... Charisma? Yeah. 23 out of like a 61. Okay. That is probably a good idea. I just felt really bad for them because they were basically held. Alright. Yeah, I'm going to bring them up in there and I'll string them up. Alright. So I'll get your vehicles gassed up. Well. Fill that there barrel. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. So you get the strong over, we We'll take them with us. We can't turn them over. So who stayed with the vehicle? You two? Okay. What's the name of this town? Yeah, Four. get the barrel set up Four. and get them. Thank you. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then. Stank child. And then. Kiko. Go, go negotiate a trailer. So we got your dog a ride. And we'll need it to carry other supplies. Okay. And yeah. go get um, food. I will leave. We're taking I will leave it. the vehicles that okay. I'm starting to go. Oh, no. Um, then not you. Who? Somebody go negotiate a trailer. Somebody go get food. I'll, I'll stay with the vehicles and I'll stay with them. Great. I'm going to get medical okay. And you're with me, too. I'm with you where? Us three are staying with the vehicles. Oh, okay. All right. So where is Montana going? I, I, I food. Food. Trailer. And he's looking for medical supplies. Okay. So Montana will do you first. Uh, so it's hard to find. I, I find something we got that we can put it. Uh, I'm sure we have something we can put it in. Enough for everybody. Mm, pots and pans. Pots and pans. You got pots and pans. Yeah, that'll yeah. work. Big old pot. You, you see him stuff a backpack full of all the pots and pans. Takes one of the collapsible mess kits. And off he goes into into the center of town. There uh, are food. Take take some of these uh, vendors everywhere. Take some of these uh, bullets and guns and okay. trade for it. Those old crappy ones. Yeah. Okay. They'll probably take that for food. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, they shouldn't be thing. too bad. I cleaned yeah. them up. Those they well they got. And then I hand off the same to you, John. Right. Hand you some of that and say, go see if you can 
whatever you can get for it. Get it. Well, you yes. got to be specific. I need to know what they have. So uh, he's gonna, you're gonna have four nine millimeter bullets, which should get us, and we'll give you the 45 handgun. And between that, you should easily get the meal. You've got three 22s, one one makeshift rifle, a shotgun, and eight shells. If you can't get a trailer for that, I don't know what you will. All right, and what are you going to offer for training for medical supplies? What do you got? Well, I, medical sir, can offer oh, my that. services as a tattoo artist. Here, hey, take a five. Take five uh, pounds of corn with you. I have five pounds of corn. Tattoos and corn. Magically showed up in my hand. Corn. I have Jack Daniels. Okay. You have Twinkies. All right. So. And I have Twinkies. I brought my own boxes okay. of Twinkies, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know this when you open the box to to get one of your Twinkies is missing. Amen. <laughs> Seriously, one of your Twinkies is missing. Somebody took a Twinkie. I, right? I have zero Twinkies. Okay, in my three bars. Okay, I'm just letting you. All right, Montana. I've shat out one Twinkie. That will cost you 100 push-ups. I have maybe one cream filled a Twinkie. As I'm getting the food. What are you looking for? Are you looking for like a big meat and potatoes kind of thing? Yeah. That's a real man. Good. Right. Maybe even some just Beef a bag ribs. of potatoes would be nice to take bread. for later and some bread and just... Okay. Beef ribs. And I'm asking everybody I'm talking to as I'm doing, I'm small talking, asking, you know, what's around, or what, what, what direction we've been heading east. I need to keep heading west. 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 What's out west? What have they heard about west from here? And what to look out for. Some guys just kind of avoid you. You just look too clean and honestly you're all carrying weapons that just scare the hell out of the general population. Uh, the news about you has spread quickly. Okay, I have a normal hat on. <laughs> cowboy hat on. The cowboy hat on? Yes. Steers and queers. That's weird. Uh, one guy though, he seems to be when you <laughs> ask him the questions. <laughs> he uh, he seems really interested in kind of you guys in general, and he's very forthcoming. As he asks, as he asks questions, I'm going to answer him truthfully. He he uh, he's and he's answering your questions. So he asks you where you guys got your vehicles. And Said uh, you heard about the you know the big war, right? War mole people. Where we're from, <laughs> we're from before the war. Somebody that's, saw it coming, and there was he's like, that's impossible. Look at us compared to everything else. But the war is like a hundred years yeah, ago. Yeah, but you hear, you probably heard stories of the technology from the time. <clears throat> well, what you're just, he, he's just blown away. He's, you can tell he's trying to, what's that? And he's like pointing at the patch on me. That is a cool thing. Would you trade that? Um, no, we, as our group, we've got to keep these. It identifies us. So that when when we go to do something to try to help somebody. So what questions do you have for him? Um, so we're heading out west. Is there any particular dangers you've heard of? People coming through. You seem like well, there's around here. There's lots of eaters. Uh, um, they they're kind of pesky. Um, well, they, they kind of molest the traffic a little bit. But I tell him the story of where he found the one, killed them all. 
Uh, I, I believe. Um, <laughs> you can see, still see the stains. Yeah, unlike unlike you, I got extra changes of clothes. <laughs> oh, I need extra things. <laughs> We're going back to that, are we? <laughs> Maybe we should look in clothes. We're gonna trade some of these out. Figure out. I heard stories of. In higher, there's a. Uh, in higher? Yeah, in higher, there's a, a, a group of uh, militias. They're the militias. Um, oh, hell, they're like bakers, militias. Or, you know, when they get us a bunch of guys. And they all a have militia. Them. Yeah, and they. Yeah, they grow a little army type thing. It was a male orgy. Um, them guys is runs. They runs higher, pretty much the whole the whole thing. Um, once what? you cross the big river, the higher the higher river from the Erie that comes down from the Erie, they they runs that whole area. He's uh, he's got vehicles too, but not. I don't. I ain't never seen. Them. As we're talking, I pull out my flask. I put some in here. Offer it to him. He, he grins with his two teeth with our, that are rotten as fuck and drink, okay, it ain't drinks out of your flask. And make sure I you see that big thing of spittle as he yeah. kind of hands it back. <laughs> no, I just keep looking straight at him. You see him, he takes out a pouch and he, some odd kind of handmade brown paper starts and he rolls him a cigarette and he licks it and he puts it in his mouth and he goes like this he pulls out. Well, Pull out my one of my zeppos. He's like, he he likes it. He's like, oh, you got one of them zippers. Yep, sure do. Zippers. How much you want? Yeah. I just heard the zipper. He's interested in your. I don't know what you got. Let me think. My wife, my wife makes um, clothes and make a, a hide coats and gloves and hats and you hate that shut up. <laughs> um. <laughs> 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 says, we, we work out a deal and Tilda's she's pretty pretty slick. And keep Ooh, you warm you know, and dry. How, how many sets of clothes do you think I could get? I think I could get two like For a, a zipper? Well just like a Nice coat and I get you a coat of hat, gloves, and pants. I, I, for one? You're kind of stout. Uh, no, I ain't looking for me. I'm, I need one for a woman about this high to, to the build. Yeah, I could. And a kid about blah, blah, this high. Yeah, you give me that zipper, I give you the woman's clothes, and for the boy. I'll tell you what, here you go. That flag. I, I, I said. Actually, that's that's a family thing. I tell you what, I hand him that, and then I hand him a thing of fluid for it. He's looking at what the hell? Here, and I show him. How, I show him how it opens up at the bottom. You put a he's little bit. Don't like, overfill it. He's like, and it should work. You know, right last here. you about two weeks each time you fill it. He says, "Now you put something." I'll be right back. He hands it back to you, and he tears ass out of there. So as you're going through, and now you get, uh, you trade the gun. Okay. And the, bullet, the four bullets get you all the pots of filled with a, a thick stew of meat, potatoes, and vegetables, uh, uh, stewed apples with cinnamon, uh, uh, 
and these two big fresh, are doing it. big fresh loaves of bread that smell fantastic. Uh, and you ask for a bag of potatoes. They're actually selling yeah. bags of potatoes and parsnips and yeah. like big mixed vegetable right. bags. They give you two of those. Okay. So write that down. And as you're coming back with this food, you're really having a hard time kind of carrying it all. He show your buddy shows back up. He says his name is uh, Leapy. Everybody calling me Leapy. And I don't know why, but he's got these kind of spindly, bowed legs, and he almost when he walks, he almost hops. And uh, he says, "I brought them. My wife, matter in hell, but we do that deal." Oh, I said, hey, so he, he got, um, he I'm like, oh, um, um, you know, how about if we do the deal over there by our vehicle? Right, he's <laughs> kind of held. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and as you're going over, you guys are now smelling, the, two, the, the three of you or whatever that hung by the vehicles are smelling this food, especially the stewed apples with the cinnamon. It just, everything smells fantastic. So it's not right? like today. I mean, these are, this is fresh made stuff, so... Like, yeah, this is uh, yeah, Buddy Leapy's been talking to me. Buddy Leapy. I'm going to hand him the stuff. And he he kind of shakes all y'all's hands. And he kind of leans against the vehicle, and then you hear this deep kind of... Down will it be. And he steps <laughs> back, and he looks, and he goes, God, God damn, you got a dire in there. I said, well, the, in there scratching I said, well, the eater, they were keeping it as a... Being mean to it, stuff underneath there. We let it go, and now it's our buddy. He's more than happy to be with us. They're packed. You're it's packed now. That's cool. Can't wait for it to piss on me and dominant me and dominant male. (laughs) He says you get a lot for him. You trade him off right now. Somebody give you probably get you a vehicle for that. Not that you need. Maybe later. You want me to ask for some peanut butter for you? So he trades off the clothing for the woman and the and the boy. Right, I mean, basically, you took all his wife's extra clothes and trade them off. Well, I do that. I'm going to tell them when they get changed. That way, they people won't notice who you are as much. Yeah. Oh, and don't I smile. Right don't now. smile. Okay. So, so you give them the clothes and they put them on in there. Or we can the woman, uh, you can just see her. She's looking. She can smell that food, and she's like. No. The, the she's really interested. The boy is slobbering. He's actually slobbering. Yeah. So how much? So we're we gonna be here for a little bit longer, sitting right. No, I meant sitting right here waiting for trailers and stuff. Gonna be here for another twenty minutes or so. I'm gonna get in the mess kits and get some bowls out. Anybody who's sitting here waiting, might as well have something warm me up. Feed them both too. All right. All right, so BB, you go wandering off down through the fabricating areas where they're making all kinds of shift and shit and doing the blacksmithing thing, looking for a trailer. Yeah. Right? Uh, the best looking one Is it looks good? like if you were to tow it, it would probably fall apart uh, within twenty or thirty miles. If you go anything over, probably twenty miles an hour. Now, if he worked on it a little bit with the water and stuff. Yeah, if you, if they allowed you to come in and use some of the scrap metal and with your your engineering abilities, you could probably make one, but it would take you four to five hours to. Four to five hours for what should be footwear. So you can let your commander Just because you don't love stuff. 
Because you have I hate love in your baseball. That's because Jesus put hate in your heart. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, hate just, in your heart. That's Jesus right. didn't put hate in my heart. Jesus gave me a baseball bat to hit people with. <laughs> Don't oppress me. And, and you'll believe me, my I'll let you toss that out to the captain. Do you want me to stay here and fab one up? I'm curious. Uh, oh, we need to help. One other question. That's going to put you past midnight, which is it's already starting. And to, to be hard. honest, it would not hurt for us to have a trail. It, it wouldn't, but it's a long time. We need okay. to. Uh, All right. Well, we need to get our guests. I mean, we've been waiting a hundred years. Well, you guys are talking this out. I'm going to go to Coop, who is looking what for medical guys? supplies. Yeah. Uh, when you find a hospital, yeah. makeshift hospital, the, attachment the, the first thing you are just appalled at the condition so of this place. Uh, <laughs> they're they're a little bit. Uh, this is more like prairie medicine almost. It's just really poorly done. Okay. Unsanitary. Uh, you see several people in there writhing in pain. One from a what looks like some kind of bite attack. Um, another's been bitten by some kind of insect, and they're they're working on them. Uh, some people in for the flu. You have the skills and the supplies to basically take care of everybody in here if you chose to do so. Uh, as far as supplies, you can find plenty of bandages, but that's about it. Mm. Uh, they don't have uh, any real modern medicine. Uh, have clean bandages, like reused bandages. Uh, probably steamed and reused. So, you know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Let's not. <laughs> and you're just kind of looking around. You're like, Jesus Christ, this is back in the 1800s to you. Uh, the nurses are walking around with blood-covered hands from one guy to the next, kind of without washing their hands. Uh, it's real easy to see why things like sepsis and all that stuff is wiping out places like this. It's okay. just not very kosher. We all have a... A meeting. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the quick just, hitters. Just, just fun for everybody. Just the quick hitters. Wash no. friggin' hands. You might not want to offer a tattoo. Either. No, yeah. Tattoos don't. I'll make it. I don't give a sake. Like I said, there's the two big deals right now are the, the weird insect bite and this uh, man that's been mauled by something. Okay, I look at the bear. insect bite. Okay. Uh, well, first thing is this nurse comes over. She goes, "Man, what are you doing, sir?" And she's kind of, you're all in white, and you know, you got your hood pulled back. You want the trailer? Kind of cleaned yourselves up. We got your hair and beard. We don't want to. She kind of smiles at you, like almost like a wow. You know, that whole time. Who is in charge of this establishment? I am. Me here. I heard you may need some assistance. What with a guard? Let's take let's take a look. Yeah. How about you, guys? And if anything goes south, we'll have people on this immediately help. But we need to get us and this vehicle out of here. Not exactly sure what bidding. You ask him, and he says it's a spider about this big. I suspect But you do have several types of anti venom. You're pretty sure you can. Should taste the venom. Handle, handle, handle him with just an injection. 
you can lance the wound, which is a little necrotic. Probably clean it out and stitch him up and give him a shot, and he's going to be good, good, good as gold. Right now, he's just in a lot of pain because that venom is in him. Okay, is that a just be a medical check? check? Yeah. I. Jeez. Oh, All right, so you lance it, stitch him up, give him a shot. The pain goes away almost instantly as this anti-venom starts mm -hmm. to work, and he is looking at you like. Because you numbed him, for one thing, when you gave him the shot, and he's just amazed. The nurse is just everybody. By the time you finish, every nurse in the place is standing looking and watching. Well, I tell all the nurses they need to start washing their hands between patients. Well, why? With water? Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> Out of the toilet. I'm going to get a whole lot of water here, but. We could do that. It's important. The guy that you help literally stands up and shakes your hand with his hand. He's like, he's like, pain is gone. And he says, what, uh, uh, you going to be here for a minute? Yeah. He, he's, I'll be right back. And he's, and they all like, where are you going? He, out the door. He's gone. And this guy that's mauled is laying there and he's semi-conscious. And she's like, yeah, I don't think he's going to make it. They, he got into his arm and stomach pretty bad. Uh, it was one of them dyers got him. 7382. Okay, so within probably 15, <laughs> 20 more minutes, you've got him stable, stitched up, and conscious. And they are now pretty sure you're the second coming of Christ or what, <laughs> what they've heard of Christ. He got two hits. It's good for him. <laughs> <laughs> he, kinda, he sits up and. He's kind of looking at you and thanks, Doc. Yeah. You, you're amazing. The one nurse is now, she puts her hand on your shoulder and she's kind of, she's kind of just taken aback by it. You can tell she's just. You could probably get her if you wanted. She's I, just I blown away. Like she's asking lots of questions. <laughs> she uh, talked about prophylactic. Alcohol. Seems like a sponge when you explain why you do have, I believe, in your gear. No, that's planting stuff. Uh, we do have a bunch of first anything? aid, basic first aid kits. Yeah, you could get leave her a first aid kit. You could explain to her things like. You oh know, yeah, I'll tell her as much as I can. With the alcohol. Um, okay. The the importance of. Sanitizing things with that guy's alcohol that I'll give her. Oh, that guy's <laughs> this, that guy out there was four teeth. Yeah, really good for medicine. <clears throat> All right, as you're kind of finishing up, telling, explaining the nurses some of the basic things that they're missing. Uh, the guy that you did the spider bite on comes in with this. First of all, he's got this beat up Tupperware container with a spider in it about this big. It's ginormous. It is so my bit. It's dead. Okay. And he says, I thought you might want to look at that. That's what bit me. Oh, and he says, not, sir, but I, I, I can't let you save me. And my wife and son are very grateful. And he kind of reaches back and there's under a, a clean cloth is a fresh baked pie. Oh, fancy. And he hands you the pie. And he says, that's all I have, uh, but I, please take it with my, my thanks. And well, I'm going to take it, and I'm going to tell him, like, the nurses here should really get it, and I'll give it to them. Well, they're just 
swooning at you now. You know, you're clean, you're handsome. <laughs> uh, the one nurse just flat walks up to you and says, where are you, are you staying? Are you staying tonight? I don't think we're staying tonight. And she kind of winks at you and says, will you stay, come back and see me. I. You can break down prophylactics and STDs. Yeah. That guy's alcohol, clean it up. That's the next morning you see the guy's dip in his dick. But you worried about that. Thailand. I know the exact feeling. So, what have you decided as far as. This trailer. We need the trailer, but we need to get this particular vehicle with its occupants outside of town. So once we're fueled, we'll take off, <coughs> move the rest of the stuff in there because that's the vehicle we're probably hooking the trailer onto, anyways. So you're gonna. So we're gonna, gonna go leave half the group in town at night in the dark at <laughs> night, and the other half is going out. Yeah. I just. All I can think of is it's more like in town to the edge of the town. In town, like way said that, boss. There's light for us to watch what's going on, and in town, there's actually a wall, a police force set up, kinda, yeah, kinda. But it's enough that most average people would be like, eh. We go outside. That's just I. That, that's more people. I'm pretty it, sure. No okay. First thing I need all three sneaking. of you to roll me a look lesson. Looks great. You and thirty-one out of forty-five. I'm pretty sure no matter where we go. Forty-two. We yeah. Uh, um, the end of the day, we'll be fine. But Seventy. Thirty-three out of forty-five. Just so you know, if you roll twelve. Okay. He's a re-roll. Guys are just kind of watching. The guy fills the tanks on the vehicle and fills a drum. You notice something odd. That as he's filling the tanks, the hosing system that he's using has two hoses kind of spliced hmm. together. What's that other hose? Oh, uh, just it's a mixture of gas and diesel. You cut it down, burns better. Well, that's not true. Here, hang on. Let me have some of that. Like, like grab something. Right, he picks it up and you see him squeeze the nozzle, but there's like a second trigger he doesn't squeeze and he fills the container. Smells like fuel. What's that? What's that second trigger do? What's uh, that's not a trigger. That, that's I reach up that one. <sighs> he backs away. Hey, don't you touch my stuff. We had a deal here. What's that second one do? There ain't no second one. Well, we didn't have a deal for water. <laughs> Hey, go we weren't on. buying water, we were buying fuel. You're pretty so. sure he just filled both your vehicles with about 50% water. Um, so I said, who's, so those, all, those people were like, hey, he was ripping us off to begin with. And he's, and he was ripping you off. Yeah, he was. With. I said, you guys didn't the have guards there. He's starting to get a little uh, agitated as he backs away with his own and he takes the hose and he throws it over in the corner. He's like, "You need to get your vehicles get up off my property." Do we give them the stuff already? Yeah, yeah. So who are these guard, the guards people that. here? <laughs> Maybe we should talk to them. They seem to the yellow. Fine, try. Still biscuit. 
Yeah, pretty mm -hmm. much everybody's in bad or drunk by now. Yeah, maybe we'll wait right. Maybe to make that, you gotta make that wagon. So maybe we should just wait right here for him to get up in the morning. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. You're waiting on my property. Okay. Where's the edge of property? Out there in the road. Alright. We'll be right here. Mm -hmm. Happy for you. you. Take your vehicles and get on out. Go on, get. And he pulls this like metal bar down and shuts his turns his pumps off and stuff. You see him roll up the hoses and disconnect them. Starts moving. He's out there with a pipe wrench moving pipes around. He's definitely rerouting some shit now. Uh, um, I'm sitting there. I take some of our equipment. Hey, you know who's not sitting there? Me. I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You notice the doc hasn't come back if John's making a trailer. Yeah, I'm recording. Sorry, BB. He doesn't know what you're doing. But he uh, he moves some things around and he goes in and you see the lights go off inside his building and he disappears. Bro, he ripped us off so Let's hard. take his stuff. <laughs> I mean, once again... Conduct officer's not there. Officer has said twice he is not there. There, which means whatever you do, keep saying. How many people live in this house? I don't think that would be in our best interest. Well, I mean, technically. Well, you basically just gave you. You basically ruined both vehicles as far as yeah. if you run them any further with the, the water and the once the water hits. And, and I hate to say it, he technically has our property. Because we bought, we didn't buy water, yeah. and until he gives it to us, we can't take the problem. We can't. But maybe, but maybe wait. The fuel listen, through the lines, the maybe wait till morning. We'll try at least try the proper channels. try the proper channels before we. Right, so so it's ten thirty. So we're gonna wrap it up here with you guys inside the city of Aurora. Uh, apparently, you just got dicked over by the fuel vendor. Uh, BB is at this point working on the trailer. Uh, Doc Coop is still at the hospital. Yeah. Sw uh, swooning nurses out of their underpants. Just stay there the whole night. And I will issue out to the commander. You had five bonus and two negatives. One of them was for the captain's butt. Thank you. Uh, the other, I'm not going to tell you what I knocked off. That was a very negative, negative. Uh, so I'm going to give you, and you get to disperse these any way you want on top of this, but you have a bonus of 36 successes, or 36 points to give away, and 10 stat points. Everybody else, you get... Ten knowledge, ten combat. Have to spend in your stats for tonight. So you guys can up and improve your character sheets with that. And with that, Egg Tower Games, episode one of the twenty one thirty two campaign comes to an end. Uh, so everybody, say goodbye. Bye. And Bye. we will see you in two weeks. Uh, we will pick up in Aurora, Maine. Thanks for listening, folks.